This is Chris Somney, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Always strong. You can tell Wednesday's his day. Wednesday's David's damn day, everybody, and you're not going to get in his way. It's David's day. It's David. It's the Wednesday from American Gods. That's right. It's a good book. It's a good book. I like it a lot. Yeah. Anyway, that, was, that was one of our many, many failed experiments. Yeah, yeah. we started that. <laughs> What's the next book? I'm writing. Okay, I bought it. At least we're enthusiastic. What? We're enthusiastic. We tr- yeah. we mean well, right? Just like just like the database. We're one of the guys paving that road to hell. To all our good intentions. All our good intentions. That's right, baby. We follow through on a lot of things. We do. Yes, we do. Instigated by yourself, projects. Wait, so we've been doing this for what? Four years now. More. Long time. <laughs> Is it longer than that? You sounded like Squidward when you did that. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking follow-through in my my book. I think so. Just the fact that we've recorded 269 of these things. Who would ever thought? With David's track record? Really? That's right, baby. Flippy floppy. Even (laughs) even if it has to come out, like, you know, on a Friday. Oh, shut up. I'm just... No, 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 no. I'm not saying... No, no, no. I'm not saying when you release them. I'm saying, like, like New Year's. Right. Like, if, if we can't... If for some odd reason... Something we have helps. Uh, and we, we have families. We have fucking storms of the centuries. We get hit with shit, and 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 you know, and then Vince is like, "Yo, twenty minutes, just you know, grab me like a seven thirty. We have to. Shit, yeah. we, we cannot, we cannot falter because once we miss one week, that opens the door. All the shit, yeah, yeah ain't because gonna happen. Where, where is the next episode of Bullpen Bulletins? We're doing it. Dave and I are planning something very special. Yes. You and Dave? You and David. Okay. We may, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> He's going to get livid. <laughs> Did you say livid, Jason, for me? <laughs> livid. Uh, you don't deserve me to, for me to say No, that. Uh, you both, it's it's not a duo. Stop it's it. It's the you new improved. Said, see, this is one of those things where when people, when they when they react instinctively. And no, no, see, you're you, putting words in my mouth because I you did said, it. You said Dave and I have something special planned. You I did it. Say, I did said David, number special. one. Wait till I tell you guys what I want us to do. Number two. It was said to deride you and to yeah. push you into a... Yeah. Well, Chris and I are going to do fucking Awesome Guys podcast. How about that? <laughs> oh, so Where are you going to find the cast? <laughs> it's going to be a round conference. Chris with- and I and Sal and Caters and Julian and Daryl and Sean Pryor and, and the guy that used to be your third wingman on... Miguel! Miguel. You are all stupid <laughs> and ugly. Miguel's making a comeback. I am so pretty. <laughs> That would podcast. Look ever. at my masculine jaw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody! We're have will Pfeiffer do video reviews? No, I got Will. We're gonna have Scotty pop in and do a. We got Zach. We have Zach. You and can Ben. Have Zach. We get Will. Oh, get what is that? Shit. Zach is not a discard. No. Well, you can have him. Shit! Smarter than all of us. Hey, everybody! We get Teed. Oh no, Zach and Teed are a package. What? They're attached. It's yes. like you and David. Off to a bad starter. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 269. I'm Vince B. And as I told David earlier this afternoon, I love Greek yogurt. Love it. <laughs> down right down your throat. Fuck the planet. Yeah. You, and apparently, you apparent, apparent, yogurt down your throat. 
on my back. Like, like, like Jason, I'm one of the training wheels here. I'm, I'm... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're not. You're, wait. You're, you're too pretty to be a, t- a training wheel. You're a spare. <laughs> you're the one I'm with the knight's nice room on the back. I'm in the trunk. <laughs> you're a caboose. You're getting all wet. Oh. Please say yeah, your name. Uh, it's 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 major storms here. Our first like summer crazy ass storm of the of the season. So hopefully and, I'll be here for the whole episode. And you are. And you are. Dot dot dot. Chris Eastman. I said it. You didn't say Chris Eastman. You never listened to me. He did say. What? Oh oh. See those the team in them. I'm David Price. Whatever. Because I'm Edward Snowden. <laughs> That was uh, raw. That was so nasty. Just like one of my old temps. <laughs> when you're minions? Yes. Nice. Maybe he was. Dude, I, I want to know how a guy that uh, didn't graduate high school can be in his 20s and making 200 grand a year as a government, as a government employee. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And privy to that kind of information. And also um, blowing the whistle on something that we kind of knew about in 2006. Well, either way on that, I, I'm I'm more intrigued by the fact that this dude's making 200 G's. Oh shit! I got his GED. Jetting off to jetting off to Hong Kong and seriously running for his life. This is unbelievably strange. You're not Snowden. You're you're Jason Wood, everybody. I'm not Snowden. Chris is Snowden. He's hailed in. Hailed in. Oh, I need to open up the window. Hail you like me now. Let me go open the window. Oh, my goodness. Sun is on. And nice. do you know who will weather any storm to get you your books cheaply and mail, on good time? It's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, yeah, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, massive, galactic-sized discounts, anywhere from 35 to 75% off, such as, what do we got first? It's the Archie 1,000-page comics extravaganza. I ordered it. You, shan- you should, too. The uh, cover price is fourteen ninety nine, which is not bad for a thousand full color pages. But that's not what you're going to pay. You're going to pay half that seven dollars and forty nine cents from uh, the uh, great writer of uh, comics and other stuff. He did the Planet of the Apes book. Uh, Drew Gaska has this classic space nineteen ninety nine. Everything that was from Archaea. It has art from Gray Morrow. That should be reason enough Ooh. to buy it. And uh, various. It culls the uh, Charlton comic series, some stuff that was unpublished. It also scoops in the British look-in issues and annuals and puts it all together with a new scaffolding, let's call it, that joins all these stories from these disparate sources together. And uh, there's even a... A painting by Gray Morrow that was used for a puzzle in the 70s that never saw print other than on the damn puzzle. And that's the cover. It's twenty nine ninety five. I think it's like 350-some pages. It's big. You get it for 45% off, though. $16.47. And last but not least, from Titan Comics, it's the First Kingdom hardcover from Jack Katz. This is a massive story. First of, I think, six volumes. It's twenty four ninety nine, which is not bad for a hardcover these days. Actually, a thick hardcover. This is not just five issues. These are magazine-sized issues, so they're bigger than normal comics. And I think they're doing the first five issues in this volume, four or five. 
So uh, you get it for $13.74. Oh, my goodness. Remember, Ooh, DCB wow. Service does not mind late orders or order additions. You can get your previews digitally for a dollar damn twelve, and if you're a first-time customer, for shame, but we won't hold that against you. You can get an extra eight percent off your already massively discounted order if you just use the code that David will be so kind to tell you in a couple seconds. Put it in the pre-moisten slot, you get an extra eight percent off. David, what's that code? That code is EOC8. Smooth. EOC8 gets you an extra eight. Go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Go there right now. Pause the damn show. Come back and wait. Wait two seconds. There. I told you so. Look at those prices, right? Go there. I'm done. Whenever you, whenever you come back, you should you should grab a, a frosty beverage. Um, I have one. And, and so now it's the little game that we play every week, uh, which, which is called um, Guess Who's Drinking? And right. It's usually only half of us. <laughs> it's in the same spirit, though. I love how you know what it's neat how at any given moment there's something, there's a topic, there's there's some tangent where two of us tend to match up. Marvel one of us matches up with the other one. <laughs> you know, you're it's always, like so. You're always there for me, to, you're always right. There you know, me. and it, so it's it's just it's it's one of those things where it's just I, I I can almost time it, and it, it's it's special to me. Well, since you are special to me, oh. why don't you lead us off on this week's uh, drink roll call? I needed something with an ice cube or two in it, so I went back to the Eagle Rare. Ooh, very nice. Thank you. Nice little bourbon, little bourbon this week. Um, do, um, d- just tell me, do, do I need to ask, guys? Hi. <laughs> you always need we'll to skip, ask. We'll skip you. Okay. Wood. You're facing suspension here. Don't let me down. What are you drinking? Christopher? Yes. I am drinking Dr. Pepper. Nice. You know, that stuff's really in good. In the box. With you. You're in the scent yeah, box. It is good, dude. I like it a lot. Actually, I like it better than... I don't like it better than Peppy Mac, but I do like it better than straight Diet Pepsi. I'm not talking about soda. I'm not gonna there was some uh, uh, Dr. Pepper Jelly Bellies on the, at the... Uh, Register at Michael's today, dude. I got can't these. I got that, but no. <laughs> you know what? I can't have. I, I can't have uh, popcorn flavored jelly beans. Oh no, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's texture and it's, it's awful. Yeah. yeah, it's nasty. David had me craving. He, I saw him on Facebook saying he was at Five Guys today. I was like, damn, I miss yeah, Five yeah. Guys. Oh, I can't eat that stuff. Uh, me neither. I would love to though. It oh. goes right through. Well, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> but I got Jelly Bellies for runners. Did you ever see those energy? Jelly, oh, yeah. oh my god, they're great. That's Ooh, yeah. Cool. yeah, it's like rocket fuel. I've been going, yeah. Of course, dude. Love them. All right, Chris, what are you drinking? Enlighten us. I'm drinking a uh, a two hearted ale from uh, from Bell's, which is one of my favorite uh, Michigan uh, breweries. They make they make <laughs> damn damn fine beer in Michigan. A lot of Michigan uh, breweries come up on the drink roll call, and Bell's is uh, is is probably one of the one of the I'd say one of the top three brewers, uh, if not in Michigan, then in, in the whole Midwest. They do fantastic stuff, and this is kind of their their flagship ale, and I'm uh, I'm very fond of it. Cool. Uh, now you guys are talking about jelly beans, and I know that here in a couple minutes we're going to uh, completely tune Jason out as we talk about some jelly babies. Jelly babies. I got a pocket full of them. Mm-hmm. So I know, that, I I know that at least three of us got a big old thank you to go out here. We do. 
Yeah, I have a couple of thank yous, but yes, there is I want to thank one. I want to thank Mr. Price for not sending me what he sent you guys. <laughs> Dude, that's Well, um we uh, Chris, myself, and David have to thank um Simon. My AK- brother from the other side of the pond. Yes, aka Sim Starkiller for sending us beautiful hardcover with a spot varnish, very thick from BBC Gorgeous. BBC Books. It's Whoology, the uh, Doctor Who official miscellany, which is a nice way of saying the Doctor Who book of lists. It's basically, yeah, basically the trivia. Yeah, yeah, if you had an entire Wikipedia site in novel form, this is it. Yeah, I mean, Jason, did you know amazing. that there are 40 ways to defeat a Dalek? <laughs> such as, such as. Mm-hmm. Um, Removing the batteries from it. No, number 23. This well, is, turn, this is turn one the static used, off on the floor. Number t- of yes, number 23. Throw a hat over its eye stalk and clamp a convenient bomb on its side. But make sure you shove the Dalek down a narrow corridor before it blows up. And that's from so Destiny. Plugging it. Yeah, Destiny of the Daleks. Pouring a glass I, I knew, I knew whenever, I, whenever I flip the book over and the first thing that it says is, Do you know your Centaurans from your Solarians? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Yep. <laughs> Did you see the, the little Jason, diagram? Jason would love this part because it'll never happen. It would take you a grand total to watch all yes. 11 Doctors up until the Snowman, the Christmas episode from 2012. 362 hours, 53 minutes, and 54 seconds. That's awesome. Is it? Did you see the diagram that lists all the sonic screwdrivers? Yes. From Mark 1 to Mark? That is awesome. Well, you know, I think it's... It's pretty amazing that that the show you you actually couldn't do that, David, because there are uh, quite a few episodes that and and like complete stories that just don't exist anymore. Right, right, it's, right, they, right. They may exist, but they're not in the archives. They've been you know lost for you know for decades now. And that was always uh, there. There are websites dedicated to trying to find the old Doctor Who reels and every once in a while they'll find you know they'll find an episode and and that's how um, that's how Doctor Who was for that for the longest time is that you would have uh, a, a four or six episode or two episodes they were very much like comic books you would have these episodes that would that would combine for a larger story mm-hmm. and it's it's not how it is now where you have like these one-off stories you would have and they were they were half hour they were half hour episodes and you would have these complete story arcs that would, yeah. you know, and then, you know, one of the great Tom Baker um, uh, seasons, it was a whole season, was the key to time where you had individual stories that actually linked together to make a, a much larger story. So there was, you know, what, six or six or seven of the key to time stories. That was an but, event. But, but you also had That's, like full... It was a comic event. Yeah. Like before events. And, and, and you also had like full, more. well, well we would be used to as far as full seasons i mean now you get maybe 12 episodes consisting of a season whereas back then there were more episodes to 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 mm-hmm. make yeah. up a season and i think one of my favorite uh items i love the sonic screwdriver but i think one of my favorite things from doctor who is is probably because they don't rely on it all the time but i really get a kick out of psychic paper yep Oh, <laughs> that's a new. That's a new. Okay, so I saw this really funny meme uh, today, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a uh, oh, meme. Uh, <laughs> it, was, 
you're funny. It was uh, uh, geek speed dating, and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a guy and a girl, you know, across the table from each other, and the guy says, you know, who's your favorite doctor? And she says, the third doctor. And he's like, oh, I love John Pertwee. And she's like, who's John Pertwee? I meant Matt Smith. Yeah, next. Like, yeah, pass. Oh. See ya. <laughs> and David, how many hours did you say? Jason has left. He's gone and got. Yeah, yeah. No, he went to. He went to go take a leak. He's walking the dogs. He's decided to drink tonight. Did you say five hundred hours to watch the whole thing? No, three hundred sixty-two hours. Three hundred sixty-two hours. And if you get up to relieve yourself, you'll completely miss the Eighth Doctor. Yeah, pa- palm again. Much. It was just pretty like what he was there, and then he was gone. Boom. He was, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of the Wazenby. Yeah, you're right. I see. I got that. Double <laughs> O Seven, right? Yeah. And then we're going to see uh, in November where uh, the most recent Doctor we we saw where he fits into things. I didn't see that, so don't. I, I'm not ruining anything. No, you guys have to catch up. I have to watch the entire season. I watch. I have seen none of it. I didn't just watch it twice. Whenever Clara's on the screen. Well, you got to clean up and pause. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you so, got to. After you're all flushed, you got to go back and yes. pay attention. And but it's, uh, you know, it's you know about, about three seasons is right. There's actually a great story in the in the whoology uh, about uh, Peter Davison meeting and and talking to uh, Patrick Trotton, uh, who was the second Doctor, uh, which would not be David Tennant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Trotton. Um, gave him ad- advice, and this is coming off of you know, mind you, Tom Baker, who was the doctor for was it eight seasons. Yes, I yes. think so. Long, it was the it's the longest. It was the longest run of of any of the the doctors, and and Trotton told Davidson that, to do it no longer than three seasons. And you know, I thought that was that was very interesting. That uh, you know, here was uh, this you know, the older actor who had probably been typecast because of the role. In, in Britain, um, he was in the Omen, by the way, uh, but it probably been typecast um, for the rest of his career because of the role. And you know, Peter Davison was a really well-known actor in in Great Britain at, at the time, and I I think you know, that that role probably did end up typecasting him. Yeah, sure. You know, and that's okay because Matt Smith is going to find it hard to get out from under this too. Well, he, does, he he has a movie coming out where he actually he he, he shaved his head, but but he, he kind of looks kind of buff too. I so I I don't know what the yeah. role is or 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 the the subject matter, but I mean he, it it's as far away from what I'm used to the past couple of years. As yeah, yeah. Come on, Daniel, what's his face is always going to be Harry Potter. He could do whatever he wants to do. He could play he a woman. He's Broadway. The, the kids, yeah, with horses and shit. The kids yeah. always going to be Harry Potter. You never know. You never know. Oh, I, ho- I hope not, they can. Not, you know, in in forty years, he may be, you know, known for uh, another role. But yeah, he, Dan, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel uh, Radcliffe. There you go. You know, yeah, that's who he's going to be for for a good long time. Mary but Kate you know, and Ashley Olsen. Come on. But that's are. one of the, that's one of the things that whenever you do you know sci fi fantasy stuff, it, you can do that role, and in a way. You're kind of set for a while because you can do the convention circuit for the rest of your life. True. Peter, yeah. Peter Mayhew can go to yeah. comic book conventions for the rest of his life, yep. and, uh, and and it doesn't it doesn't matter because he is always going to be remembered for a certain you know a certain role, and that's you know that's that's what there, Matt there Smith are, said. Uh, he's Crosby. There are only a handful of fantasy 
sci-fi uh, character actors who have managed to pull themselves out from under that. Chris, Christopher Lee. Harrison Ford. Har- I was just going to say Harrison Ford was lucky yeah. enough. But Christopher Lee, he tends to then go back to because I mean you he was you 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 had Star him in Mon. right and or, and then you have him as as uh, in 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 the first three Star Wars so, right, right. but I mean Christopher Lee's Dracula. Yes, you, you, and that's you know. what I think of. But my kids I, know him as as. That's what I mean, right? right. It, but he has transcended um, age groups, which is Dude, really cool. Shatter. You got to give credit to. Yeah, those oh, Priceline sure. commercials are great. No, TJ Hooker. I know. He's a million long-running TV shows. I cannot shows, read and, you guys. You know, he's iconic as Kirk. I mean, he's, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's yeah. a hard thing to do. Yep. And he did it. Look at poor yeah, Brent Spiner. But, but still to this, and he's kind of come back into his credit. He's embraced it. Um, where are you going to see William Shatner? You're going to see him at, at sci-fi conventions. Oh yeah, yeah. he's smart. Both sci-fi conventions, and that's okay. You know, it's it's. I'm sure he gets paid handsomely for him. So, um, but uh, you know, with the yeah, with the Doctor Who actors, those guys. I mean, they become national icons there. And you know, maybe you know, if I'm wrong, you know, you know, Burden and and you know, Simon and and the rest of our UK listeners can can correct us. But I mean, that's it's a big deal. I mean, the next Doctor, it's a big deal. Isn't yeah, it, it, what is? It's the longest running television show ever on the planet. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like tied with like Mutual of Omaha, uh, as <laughs> Wild Kingdom for a while. But uh, I mean, it's been it's been running, f- not continuously, but it started what like the week Kennedy was shot. Yeah, I mean, think about that for a second. That's, yeah, that's that is that is crazy, crazy shit. It's wasn't Gunsmoke the longest for a long time? Just, that's what I was thinking of. It wasn't yeah. the Rifleman, but it was. Yeah, I was I was thinking of a yeah. western. Yeah. Yeah. And Doctor Who had what almost a almost a ten year hiatus. It was what 90- pretty much. Yeah, they had they had the movie in the in, in like in the early nineties and then they announced things were coming in like ninety nine. Yeah. It's a bit of a uh, cheat, don't you think? That that much space between Right. Well plus also the shorter seasons. But right. at least but but it's still People are still hyped for it, even after it's off. I mean, you know, I I open up Facebook and I see, you know, I see the memes about, you know, how many days until, you know, we get the we get the fiftieth anniversary. Oh, it's bigger now than it ever was. But it's it's uh, it is it is it is bigger now than it ever. It's it was it was kind of like a it was a shut up. It was a geek badge of honor to to be a Doctor Who fan. Okay, Jason, I'll change your opinion on this only if you love me because. No Doctor Who, no Chris on this show. (laughs) Seriously, Doctor Who got me into comics. I've got it hanging on. Oh, I thought you were giving an ultimatum. But who do you have to thank for that? For what? For the Doctor Who comic? No, for getting you into Doctor Who. Um, PBS. PBS. Exactly. Yep. Public broadcasting. Yep. Yeah. Every day, five thirty on PBS channel. Channel nine. Yeah, ours was forty-four. But you could not talk to me until after Doctor Who was over. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep, we should run home from school. It and was it, din- dinner was not served in my house until six o'clock. Jesus, it's like Doctor Who five thirty, six o'clock was dinner. And once you heard the cheese ball, it's like shut up. The, um, mm-hmm. But as far as you know, what they do after they leave, I know that. Um, and it, and I was. At the beginning of the book, they talk about the different actors and, and when Tennant announced his leaving the show. Um, but actually in a couple of, I think in August, there's a, 
there's a BBC drama, like Broad Church, and, and he plays a detective. And actually what's interesting is also uh, Rory Williams also is in Rory this Pollard. show. No. And he uh, – he, but, I mean, it's it's a drama. It's far, And he's also been – he was in a, a – Tenant was in a, in a wartime drama. He was in Fright Night. So, I mean and, – and he was in the Harry Potter movie. So, I mean, there have been things to do once they leave. Right. Lots, and, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Broadchurch. Well, while you're on the subject, how about Karen Gillan going to be Angela in Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that who she's going to be? I didn't know. Well, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, she says you know, she doesn't like to work out, but she's going to have to because the costume is so damn revealing. Nice. I'm all aboard that one. You, Jason, you go. the thing the thing about who is that it is so it is so intertwined with comic culture in in its approach. In there's there's so many similarities. Like I like I already told you the the episodic you know big stories. So you've got you know stories that are cut into smaller segments so it's like a story arc then you've got you know the, all of the tech stuff it's like you know we had the, the the books that came out with the gadgets and the vehicles and mm-hmm. and the the list of companions and all of that um some of the greatest that, uh, comic oh, artists of all time worked on doctor Who. oh absolutely dave gibbons you know, but i'm i'm not even getting into the comics yet you've got a rogues gallery that will go toe-to-toe with any rogues gallery in comics and i'm talking batman and spider-man you want to look at the rogues gallery in doctor (laughs) who it's amazing i was thinking about rogues galleries um Mm -hmm. oddly enough i'm i'm rereading inferno you oh, wow. are. I love it, dude. That's yeah. dude. That's one of you go back in. You go back. In. That's one of my all-time favorite Marvel events. Is Inferno. Nastier. I love Nastier, and um, I'm, I'm reading the issue of Amazing where Harry finally picks up the the Goblin costume and goes toe to toe with the Hobgoblin, and I'm thinking, I, I don't think there's a better villain, and, and I know I flip flop a little bit. Because it's usually Doctor Doom with me. No, it's usually the, when you say villain, I say Doctor Doom. But as far as design and and just tug at my heartstrings, I I'm leaning towards the Goblin these days. I, I that that issue is amazing. Green or Hob? Green. Hob is great. I like the Hob, but Hob is just a cookie cutter from the Green. Without the Green, there would be no Hob, right? But um, David, you remember that issue? Where, where Harry defends Liz and, and the family because the Hobgoblin wants um, Norman's formula because he he deserves it, damn it, and he attacks the family. And Harry has been having these wicked nightmares because of the whole Inferno thing going on. There's a like a limbo is kind of leaking onto uh, our dimension and it's causing problems and it's opening little doors that were shut previously and Harry's getting these nightmares of being the goblin again. But you think he's gonna get all nasty and evil and, you know, goblin-y, but he doesn't. It's 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 almost like the Phil uh Uric version. Uh, not Phil oh. Uric, um the kid. Um what was his yeah. name? Is it Phil? Yeah. Okay. Like remember that series where Phil Uric was the hero but he was the goblin? It was kind of like that. Norm or that was was, was that Spider Girl. No, that he had his own series. See, I didn't read that. Okay. Yeah, um, and it, it was great, but now they made him a villain again. Yeah. Which is dumb, but uh, but I'm just saying, I'm just thinking when you said rogues galleries, it just flipped that switch. Like I love the Goblin. 
And speaking of Yurik, there's something I don't know if I want to talk about because I don't know how high I'm going to be on it. But before we forget, and I, I, I another thank you I have is to Tough Ghost. Uh, we were talking about um, music, and and I mentioned uh, Daft Punk, and he was because he had a dupe because he he already bought the digital version, but apparently uh, the vinyl also includes a digital version. Oh, nice! Of Random Access Memories. He sent me the digital code for. Did that, you listen so to it yet? I've been, yeah, I, it's I, awesome. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's so good. I love Paul Williams. When he comes on, it was just like I was smiling. <laughs> he's he's, on there he's too. so cheesy, but and you, you, just for a second to go back to Inferno. Go back to Inferno. Um, I never noticed this back in the day. How many times have I read Inferno? Uh, but the logo treatment—it's a progressive image. Like the early issues, the eyes on fire, and as as the, the uh, oh, as yeah, the yeah, arc yeah. progresses, the end, and you know what I mean. Like each each successive chapter, it gets a little bit more until it's completely engulfed in flames. I never noticed that back in the day. Yes, maybe I'm not aware. But Jason, did you notice that? I I don't remember if I noticed it, buddy. It's been so long since I read Inferno. All I got Inferno is like an onion. Uh, it is. All <laughs> I gotta say is, Brett Blevins and Bogdanov completely own Inferno. Yeah. That's their yeah. story. Yeah, and they, and, and they complement each other. I mean, you know, you don't. Oh, yeah. They may not be guys you think of when oh I need to have that event and and you know that's those are your. But I mean, they're they're solid. They're they're, they're consistent. They are they're like the Lima Zilli. I mean they're just they, they can get it done so you're going to like I said they may not be your 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 Pacheco or your or your Eminem no they're, or, they're wonderfully or cartoony Quapel, but I, they are yeah and, and I think they I think I think Bogdanov is fantastic for for the demons and and Blevitz I just I just love his style the, the, oh, the yeah. line the curves it's no it's good stuff and what did Al Williamson ink like maybe 345 of those issues? I mean, every other issue, it seems like Al Williamson was inking it. <laughs> he did Romita Jr. He did Blevins. I mean, he's all over the place in Inferno. It's just a great series. Yeah. And sexy as hell, too. I think so, anyway. I love the Exterminators miniseries with Boom Boom. Oh, she's so hot. Yeah, I dug that series back in that day. No doubt. I haven't read it, I think, since it came out, but yeah, it was cool. Love it. All right. Well, let's, let's start this episode off. Jeez. <laughs> so thanks again. Thanks man. to my Twitter peeps for keeping me sane for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So Jason, it. what are you reading there, buddy? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I damn lost it. Doctor Who comics. Nah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, which are really awesome. By the, way. The, the thing that you tweeted to me today. Why don't you talk about that? What is that? I'm trying to think what I tweeted to you today. Uh, Double A R O N. Uh, wait, what? Thor. Oh yes, he didn't oh, tweet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, I feel like you know, I I have been waiting for the collected editions of the Marvel Now stuff, and uh, it seems like one of the books that that broke out of the of the of the collective uh, consciousness has been uh, Jason Aaron's new Thor book. A God of Thunder with uh Assad Ribic on art. And I I finally read uh the entirety of the series up to date. And holy yes. shit. Yes. 
unbelievable, <laughs> yep. dude. Yep. Like, and, and you guys know I'm a huge Jason Aaron fan. I mean, certainly he's 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 been my my eleven o'clockker winner for best writer. I think two of the last three years. So, I mean, I, I had no doubt that 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 he would craft a great story. But um, but I got to say, um, I, I've never I don't think I've ever you know necessarily disliked the Sodrabik's art, but I don't know that I've ever remember it being as unbelievably beautiful as this is it's really nice it is really nice and and you know and when it's I, the it's the right title for him sure. it's, God, yeah. it's yeah. godly looking mm-hmm. yeah. and and i thought that uh because because I, I did hear you know some people reacting to the book I, I thought this character of gore the god butcher you know i thought okay well is that going to really be that interesting it just seems like this is this wouldn't be the first or last time that you know, Thor's had to face off against uh, another being that was looking to attack gods, and I thought, okay, I don't know. I mean, but I have to say, it feels fresh, it feels mm-hmm. unique. Um, the 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 uh, the visual aesthetic of Gore is fantastic. Like yep. he's not, you know, I was he was not at all what I expected going into the book. He, you know, I expected like a a guy that looked like Terax, you know, some big oversized, you know, He Man esque type of 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 you know, muscle-bound guy, and that's not him at all. You know, he's 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 very uh, streamlined and uh, uh, almost more of a you know, like almost more of a. Uh, uh, it looks like he's be more of a decathlete than he would a you know a, a weightlifter type of thing in terms of the the way that Ribic decided to 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 draw him, and I love the way that Aaron is having. Three generations of Thor play that. <laughs> that is that is the brilliance of the series. Yeah, is it that, really is. Yeah, it's you've you've got three timelines going that are interweaving. In the first, I think five issues or so, um, they're they're all pretty pretty independent of each other uh, in their storytelling, and uh, and then they start to get you know more and more interweaved. But that that was more than. More than even the 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 new the new God Killer character, that that storytelling convention is really what I was enjoying because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is this is this is something I have not read in in comics before, which you don't get to say that very often, right? And but see, you can take all the pluses that you guys just talked about and and put them together, and it, yes, it does make for a really really good Thor story, mm-hmm. but I think it's the fact that the series so far works on another level as well that kind of elevates this beyond just a really good Thor tale. I mean, mm-hmm. there is so much commentary on religion in this thing. Oh, sure. Where, um, depending on which side of the fence, you know, you're standing, you're either gonna appreciate the author's willingness to, to question a lot of things or it's not gonna click with you because you could, uh, well, I can, infer based on the way this is written that Aaron's not exactly um a believer so to speak because well, there's a know, lot it, of it, very whether, blunt whether, whether, and, I, and I I grapple with this a lot whether you're a believer or not um that your opinion of religion can be very different right. and 
and that that I think is a is a huge difference. Where where I I think of myself as a spiritual person, I am more and more anti-religion as religion starts to uh, um, creep into. Uh, um, political waters right. um, more and more, you know, right. in this country, and I think that Jason Aaron kind of um, looks at, at uh, both. He's not he's not discounting the existence of gods. He's well, you he's can't discount- when you when you're yeah, Thor. When you, he's writing about <laughs> gods, you know, so right. he's not he's not saying that gods don't exist. He's 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 aiming the canon very directly at at religion, and right. and you know, a big question is, you know, do gods care? You know, it's is is one of it, and or, that's the whole how, instigating factor. Yeah, how much faith we put in beings that that may or may not, um, you know, actually care about our day to day existence, yep. you know, it's or like, our even our existence. Period. Gore's like, well, I called, you didn't pick up, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to take you all off the game board. Yeah, that, I that's mean, it. this guy Gore holds a grudge worse than David. Oh, <laughs> for yeah, real? I know. That's that's that's, that's saying something. And he's yeah, just like, as snarky oof. too. <laughs> I was just kid. The uh, the uh, there have been some. It, it the series it starts off little uh, kind of heavy where where there's 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 serious stuff going on and then as as the series once we get actually I think the last couple of issues there were some some uh, some moments of levity more. I mean the scene with Shadrach granddaughters. Yeah, where where one of them just had impure thoughts about her grandfather. <laughs> I then, often have those too. Then it was, uh, um, there was uh, when when what just happened? You were hit in the face with a shark, <laughs> and it's just. It, but I mean, Aaron really has a, a secret room that only only the All Father can go into, and it's yeah, and it's a room it's, full of all the like the world's best alcoholic. And, and, and it's like go go have another right. cast. So we're, we're we're all out of we're all out of wine, and the. Uh, this when when you were talking about Rubik's work, Jason, it reminded me of when we only knew Jerjevic as the cover artist, and then when oh, he yeah. did, when he did those those couple of issues when when Quapel needed a breather during JMS's Thor, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Holy crap, this mofo knows how to pencil a book!" And it it's not exactly the same, but it, it's reminiscent. It just reminds me of of, of these are some talented painters these are people who we see do other things well this is this is a different rubik than um than who worked on on uncanny x-force it it does not really look the same as it did then but it was still um it, it, the art is is fantastic and when you were th- when you were talking about thor and 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 this book and marvel now it it finally dawned on me it clicked that and I'm, I say this without reading Iron Man just yet, but when we had Heroes Return, you had Captain America and Iron Man and the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, and it, it, it only took not even five, six months before there was a crossover between Cap and Iron Man and the Avengers, and, and it was a, like a, a not six, nine, or 12-part series. With Marvel now, when you have the half a dozen Avengers books we have, Thor is in his own title, God of Thunder, in three different timelines, has nothing to do with... Although, I did enjoy the little part where Thor, as the All-Father, is trying to pinpoint where 
in our present day Thor's history he is and he's asking about are you a guardian of the galaxy are, are, is this with the Thor core you still an Avenger but we have beats a blackboard doesn't it it kind of, and, and so you have so so you have Thor in this book, and even Captain America is off in his own adventure, taking years and no connection to the Avengers there either. Since the first issue, when 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 he left Sharon and got on the subway, and whereas normally we'd be used to some sort of crossover or tie-in with these new first or, or, or these new relaunched titles, and and that's nowhere to be seen right now. Yeah. I'm thinking they're going to do a time thing with Cap, where they're going to bring him back maybe oh, like... Because yeah. they, they have to. Sure, the, sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Which is fine. I mean, that's not that's not to detract from the story that... No, it, it happened, right? And, you know, and it's it's still... And it's going to... It's going to be a gut punch when we find that... When that happens anyway, because you, you, you have the kid. And, and yeah, it's going to be... There's going to be some emotions going on. Sure, there, but it, sure. It's, it's just interesting that, you know, the big guns of the Avengers. And it's just if you want to see them as they are in Marvel now, you got to read these Avengers books. And, and yep. their standalone solo titles are kind of like when I was growing up reading. I mean, you know, you had even before Simonson took on Thor. Thor, you could read Thor's solo book and, and just it was just Thor. There might That's- be an by somebody, but that was just, it was a Thor book. You didn't need That's, to read yeah. so many other books to find out what else he's doing. It was, it didn't matter. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm, and so I'm, that, that, that's a good thing, David. That Absolutely. is a good thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as Ribic, uh, the artwork, I just, I didn't want to interrupt you, but one of the, one of the things I like best about it, um, impeccable line and all that yeah. is he is not loath to let the pencils shine through and that's not to say um he like when we see a book that you can tell man this was shot from the pencils that is usually um a a comment on the laziness or not of of the artistic team when they let the pencils shine through on this book it's not laziness it's because they damn work Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it adds another texture, another feel to it. Like, it, they don't employ the technique on every page, but when they do, it's for effect and it works really well. And, and it, it, usually on gore, you'll see a lot of pencil work, which is, that's great because he should be this shadowy, textury vision of like, nastiness, right? Uh, you're not, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd rather see that than, then some of the over-rendered coloring that we get in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, coloring over the pencils, that, that just enhances them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to a certain extent. But no, I, I, I think visually the book is, is completely stunning. I, I, I don't see anything I would ever change with this stuff. It's just beautiful. It really is. It, uh, it, it's, and, and I, I've, you know, I think I've enjoyed Thor more than not enjoyed it over the years. Um, so, you know, I know it seems like a lot of people are acting as though this is a Thor book they're enjoying, which is surprising to them because they don't typically like the character in his own solo book. And I've always considered myself a Thor fan, so so maybe I have a lower bar. But I just think this is – it's difficult at this point for um, someone to have a different voice. And I'm not even sure Aaron really is portraying Thor in any way that we haven't seen him before, but he's just doing it so spot on. And again, I, I think it's the mm-hmm. juxtaposition of – 
the young Thor with the you know Odin-esque off off of Thor, and then the one that we're most commonly I, aware I, of. His, his his Thor is is very close to a, a Conan for me. Yes, well, especially the young version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's and you know, I love by the way that that the young version of Thor can't pick up Mjolnir. Yep, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Yep, he yeah. hasn't earned it. Exactly, but that's yep. awesome. Yes, Hulk picked up Mjolnir. No, he didn't. I he know. Didn't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take me so damn literally. I uh, just, we already talked about that. That, uh, that, uh, that Allfather Thor wears the destroyer arm to replace his cutoff arm. Yes, yes that's awesome. that's very cool. Yeah. Is that a destroyer arm? And it, it took Thor to say that for me to actually realize it because I just thought it was armor at first. And it, I mean, yeah, there are just little. Th- even if even if I miss something in a panel or on a page, somehow it ends up getting referenced later on in the book as someone else points it out and i'm like oh okay that's cool and it's just but it was um but it's that this is one of the books along with to 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 a degree the the x-men books but but god of thunder is and i know jason's not a fan of it but it's one of the books that i really enjoy taking the time to use the, the marvel ar and and see what the creators have why why they I may not know what the video is going to show, but it's it's a nice little like 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 when we were when he introduced the granddaughters and and Rivik is talking about why they look the way they look, why you know the hair colors are you know and and it just it it's a nice little extra, but but God of Thunder is one of those things where I do use the app reading that book. I might skip it on some of the others, but not that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. The fact that Aaron is knocking it out of the park with God of Thunder is impressive, but when you compound that with the fact that Wolverine and the X-Men is unbelievably good, it's like he's 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 in a Mark Wade spell now, right, where he's just doing great work on everything he touches. Well, and as I said, I mean, for me, this is not new news. I think the guy's been one of the best, if not the best writer in comics, uh for a number of years, and, and again, I'll just go back to what I've said when I've given him my 11 o'clock vote. It's the thing that impresses me about about him versus his contemporaries is that uh, while I would never compare someone to Alan Moore, um, where I do think the comparison is apt is that I think the thing that makes Moore the best ever is that he has been able to take such different genres and perfect them. Mm-hmm. And again, yep. I'm not I'm not going to suggest that for anyone cringes that that Aaron is is on that level, but. For the most part, Aaron has been completely comfortable taking everything from a very comedic superhero book to a pure all ages, you know, superhero action adventure to the most visceral and earthy and realistic, you know, downright, you know, uh, uh, book like Scalped, you know, a true crime book. And, and he's just nailed them all, in my opinion. And uh, he seems as at ease writing writing all of those you know at the same time and that's a very hard thing to do i would yeah. imagine so just huge kudos to him on that because there there are other writers i'm not going to name names that i like but i feel and i like very much in fact but i feel like i find myself liking them when they're in their comfort zone mm-hmm. when they're doing the things sure. that they're really good at and then when they step out i applaud them for stepping out of their comfort zone but often it leaves me a little bit colder or sometimes i'm not even you know or sometimes it doesn't work for me at all but uh so far I haven't seen Aaron tackle anything uh, that he hasn't been able to master, and that's uh, that's that's hella impressive. I didn't last on Scalped. Well, again, you just don't. You're just that's just not the kind of book that you like, right? But, I mean, I, to me, Scalped. You know, as you know, I, it, I, I, it was my 
you know, it was it was my, over the time that we've been doing the show, I would easily it would be my favorite book easily. I mean, yeah. there's no. Uh, I, I I'm not going to say it was poorly written, but it just it didn't get its hooks in me. I I could find nothing to to really latch onto in that book. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Not everything's going to work. Oh yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. But yeah, those are my two favorite Marvel books right now. I have to say, and they're both written by Jason Aaron. Uh yeah, nice. Yep. Indestructible hopes. Hulk is good. It's awesome. Yeah, that's the, well, that's the of, thing. Speaking of a guy who's having a Wade career arc, Wade is having a Wade career arc again. I mean, Wade. Yeah, is, he is. Yeah. Wade is back being right at the top of the game as well. I think. Yeah. Smart and, and man. For, he's and he's you know between thrill bent and what he's doing and and Hulk, he's just I think you know I uh, I have not always been the 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 emphatic Wade supporter. Um, you know, I've always respected his 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 talents, but I haven't always felt like. I feel like I've I've never quite held him in the same regard that others did, but I really feel like since he's been back on this track that probably started what two years ago when he gave up the boom, running boom, mm-hmm. I feel like he's killing it. He's he's really yeah. he's found his voice. He, again. he is he is the Tony Gwen of of comics. <laughs> what does that mean? It means he he always hits for a high average. He's always he's always going to perform. It's he may not lead the he may not lead the league in home runs, but he's always he's always going to be hitting three hundred, mm-hmm. and that's huh. you know he's always a performer. You know what's sickening to me? Just and I think that you could you can just you can say this about any 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 career. So it's not just about comic writers, but that you look at guys like like Snyder and and you know Jeff Lemire and Aaron. And Hickman, and they killed it on like their first ever comic works. Like these guys didn't toil, you know. They didn't. They didn't toil for five, ten years trying to get works published. And I mean, you know, they each pretty much nailed it on their first try, which is sickening, right? It's like, it's like. I mean, Aaron never wrote a comic until the other side, and then he he. That's not it. true. It is. It is. No. <laughs> no, uh, he wrote. He wrote uh, Wolverine story at Marvel, like. Like eight years before that. Uh, okay, all right. Really? Yeah. Hmm. One one story. Yeah, he won a. I think he won a, a writing contest. The submission. Yeah, the submission. Oh. The same thing that like um, Bagley got in on. Oh, you know, to, like, oh yeah, he, okay. He wrote a okay. Wolverine story, but but yeah, I mean, like other side was was really his first his first big work. Yeah, I mean, I know he pitched it. It was his first pitch to. To, uh, to to DC and and it it it, uh, it it got picked up. I mean, Vertigo picked it up on in the spot, and then from there he really hasn't looked back because then he got scalped and mm-hmm. and then uh, got the Marvel exclusive, and they let him continue to do scalped because he wouldn't do this, take the exclusive without it. Um, you know, then again, I mean, Hickman Nightly News, he mm-hmm. just, I mean, like bam, just here I am, guys. You know, Snyder, same thing. It's like, what the f? I mean, and then Lemire, I mean, freaking. Dude, I mean, you know, uh, he it. I mean, well, Mayor kind of toiled for a while in the dude. Indiana. Essex County was again. It wasn't a, a commercial success, but it was as as critically lauded. Was that was that his first work? Uh, yeah, Essex County Trilogy was his first work. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if he had if he had done some some earlier stuff. Now, to be fair, he was working on Essex County for a long long time. time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like way before, you know before we ever even heard of it, heard of him, but but still, yeah, I just you know, it's just. I don't know if it's. It makes me wonder, like, if 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 you just if you got it, you got it, right? I mean, if maybe it's uh, some, some, but you know, it's like you know, we talk about our buddy uh, Chris Somney. 
and you know as young as 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 we all think and and know he is that dude toiled he was doing shit for image like a long time ago he he started out in big bang comics that's a great series that's where Chris Somney started. It's yeah. where his first published work was, uh, you know. And then he did, uh, you know, Capote in Kansas with with Andy. So, um, so Chris kind of total. Maybe with the writers, there's there's. Uh, That's there's what I was gonna say. I think the yeah. artists, you know, they because they they definitely continue to, you know, improve and they have to sort of get their foot in the door. Yeah. And most artists, I think, would always say like they cringe when someone brings up their first published comic work, sure. even if it's to our eyes pretty good. They're always like, oh, don't talk about that. So. You know, but uh-huh. but then you know some of the you know burst on the scene scene writers, those guys don't always stick around. I, I think that there there comes a lot of a lot of hype. Um, you know, is Nick Spencer writing stuff these days? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's actually co-writing Avengers. Okay, you know, yeah. so um, you know Spencer was was a guy that I, I think was was kind of you know pushed on our face for a while. I I personally haven't really liked anything that that he's done, but. Um, um, you know, he he kind of seemed to be real high profile right off the bat. Um, Do you know who else worked on Big Bang Comics? Who? Our very own D. Goodhart from yes, our farm. Yes, he did. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, he did. I did. I have the whole yeah. run. It's great. Um, you know, Chuck Austin was one of those guys that yes. I think that I think um, came up real fast and and got. Um, mm-hmm. He the, he toiled uh, in the black and whites for a long time. Yeah, and, and and Chuck Austin became, I think, kind of an unfortunate punching bag. He he became a poster boy for almost like Weefield esque in in of an era kind of punching bag for for a yeah. while. That started before his un, was it Uncanny he was on. Yeah, it, Uncanny is what I think the decision to do that War Machine, the black and white, the black and white one. I think that. Do, because, do you remember who drew that? <laughs> I know who drew it, <laughs> and I got a funny story about that. What is the funny story? Um, I had I had lunch uh, with uh, with Gabriel Hardman out uh, uh, whenever I was out in L.A. and he was talking about um, the, the that War Machine series and right, Jason? Yes, sir. And uh, and there is there is a crazy mad market for old War Machine art that. Because he's one of the uh, one of the few mar- white black Marvel superheroes that there is a big market for War Machine uh, original art, and that he had like no idea of, and took some pages to a to a show, and it was like like this little you know feeding frenzy of of art, <laughs> which kind of kind of surprised him. But uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah that was Gabriel that worked on that. Yeah, under a pseudonym uh, mm-hmm. pen name. Um, Speaking of Black I Avengers, thought, I thought Chuck Austin. Um, Chuck Austin wrote it. Are we thinking of Force Works? No, I'm saying the the War Machine. It was was it biweekly? It was, it was a Max. It was a Max title. I thought I thought Austin penciled that too. No, I'm going by that that um, that black and white thing. There was two series. Yeah, uh, I think it was Austin that drew that. I do too, because wasn't it? Oh, okay. It was adult oriented. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think one was twelve issues, the other one was like nine or something. Six. And, nine, or yeah. so. Yeah, it was biweekly, and you can tell that it was heavily computer aided, like yeah. very heavily. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to before. That that's where the I think the bad rep Austin got 
uh, or, oh, or came no, from it, this. It was the bad rep. Was, it was it was from it was Uncanny X Men. Yeah, was, the bad rep was from X Men. I mean, he's he's by yeah, many, by many people's accounts the worst X Men writer of all time. Wow, it's, for it's real, kind of, dude. It's oh, kind he's, of yeah, I th- absolutely. It's really hard to ruin your reputation writing War Machine <laughs> because those because those ten thousand people just aren't going to be enough to, to ruin you. But yeah, his his X Men run was. I didn't read it, but people were so, not. So yeah, the the yeah, one I, I like guess the either. one Chris and I are referring to was written by Scott Benson and Len Kaminsky. Ah, uh, uh, oh, Len's great. Len yeah. Kaminsky's great. With art by Gabriel Gecko. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got <laughs> you. Now. And you know, speaking of X Men, I think it's really great that Chris Claremont is getting a chance to write Superman with this this new <laughs> Superman Unchained. Oh snap! <laughs> no, but he he didn't write it because there was no. I wasn't told about why Lois was saying that Clark was slipping or why Clark and Jimmy need to keep things on the DL regarding the planet. It's just, there were I have not read a a Superman book um, since the first few issues of Action. And so Action number one? No. Yeah, Morrison. from 1930. Mm-hmm. No, it was, um, I, I, my last issue of Action, I think, was right around when, uh, when you had the Gene Ha, um, um, Anderson, uh, fill an issue. And, and then, I don't know if I went back after that, but the, um, that there weren't, there were, there were things going on in this book that I, it, it baffled you? Well, yeah, and it was, and and I, I, I know who the players are. I know, you know, as as buff as as Perry White looks, I I know that that's who that is, and <laughs> and and you know, the, Lois in her role as I, I guess editor. I don't know. I, there are little things here where a, a heads up, a, a footnote, something it being a first issue, and and just it wasn't with you know if you want to talk about oh a movie's coming out and, and the mythical readers that might be, but there was nothing here that gave me I, it, I guess I should have been reading Superman before this issue yeah. for me to know everything that was going on on these pages you get a lot of letters for your money though I mean that's the reason why I said oh, it's like, a Chris Claremont bitch, right? there, exactly. there, I think on one page I almost saw some art behind all those dialogue balloons there wow. was maybe a hand I think I saw but it's I think really we're confusing this book with the Lee Weeks Daredevil book all of a sudden. But no, no, that's an, are you, you didn't. No, that's a great. And and let's and let's hear it for the big reveal of the bad guy on the last page to get you to get back for that next issue. Yep. Yeah. No, Superman book again? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't care. For yeah, that. I mean, I'm with you guys in the sense that I mean, for those that don't haven't caught on, we're talking about Superman Unchained, which is the the came out this this week. It's the Today, new. Right? The, what's that? To come out today? Today. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new number one, um, written by S- S- Scott Schneider with, uh, Jim Lee and Scott Williams on art. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty baffled. I, 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 um, I, I mean, I don't, I still, I don't see myself coming back, put it that way. I don't, right. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I jumped the gun a little bit because I was very confused. Uh, I read the digital edition and I guess there's a poster in the physical one. And the poster is part of the 
the story. It's not just a pull-out poster of it's, it's actually story pages that that are big. And um, when you read the digital edition, they broke it up into four pages, but it's the same image. And I'm like, really? They they duplicated the image four times, mm-hmm. and that's they're really going to eat up four pages with the same image? And because the 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 text, uh, the story doesn't stop with the one page. I mean, it continues over the four. There's right, different right. text on it, different uh, dialogue balloons. And I thought, well, that's kind of cheap. And then they did it again with an image of Superman. So it must yeah. must be the, re- the reverse side of, of the, the poster. But initially, I was like, I cried foul. This is terrible. It's weak sauce. Blah, blah, blah. And then someone said, you know, that's a poster. And I was like, uh, okay, never mind. I get it now. You know, but I was, that's my initial reaction. It's to fly off the handle on the Twitter. It's what I do, right? All caps, baby. All caps. I was like, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, the art was fine. It's just the story. Uh, it's not, it's, Snyder's great. Uh, I love what he does, but unfortunately, I didn't love this. Yeah, and, and, and also, it is, it, it, there are certain certain parts, like when Soups uh, is talking to Lex and when uh, Jimmy's talking to Clark, it, it is, ha- I mean, half the, half the page's words. Uh, A lot, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, see, now, this is, this is interesting to me because this is a case where I would never if you just handed me this book without credits based on what else I've seen of his work I would never in a million of years have guessed this was Scott Snyder oh the dialogue sharp it, it it's mm. I think I think it's it's uh, it's see again I think I think part of the being a great comic book writer though was letting the art tell the story not not I mean this is not 1980 so unfortunately you know, I mean you know that there there are too many words. Uh, you, when you're when you're when you're in a visual medium like this, and you're having to spend so much time reading the words that you almost forget what you're looking at and have to go back. I don't think that's successful. I don't think that's good execution. Um, again, I know that's the way comics were when we came up, but I think in, in that this is one of the cases where they've that's not the way it should be. I think they should, they need to let the artist you know tell the story as much as yes. possible. Sometimes I like the internal monologue. But again, I think if you use it in limited form, great, right? But but I I don't think this was a limited form. Um, yeah, it was. I, I thought it was rough personally. I just, uh, <laughs> and that being said, I caught up on on um, Snyder's Batman uh, this week as well, and, and it's still fantastic. And I will say that uh, there was a um, you know Poppy Capullo's continuing to kill it. Uh, there was one issue, I think it was eighteen or nineteen, where where he didn't. I guess he needed a respite. And uh, it was uh, it, it was a fill-in, and uh, it was a little weird because the fill-in um, they used multiple artists, and which again, in and of itself, not that big a deal. But it was such distinctively different styles; it really seemed like an odd thing to me. I don't know why why they they opted to do it that way. But it was uh, Andy was Andy or Adam? I, God, it's terrible. I always forget which is which. But it was one of the Kubert brothers. Um, it was Andy who did the first half of the book, which they called Chapter One, and then it was Alex Malev who did the second part. Oh wow! Wow! And the second part was co-written by James James Tinian, and it's weird because again, like it's a continuous story. It's it's not like like there was a reason for it to be divided up into two, and it's just Malev who looks fine here, but but it's like he has such a different style than Kubert. I mean, it's it's Malev, isn't it? Is it Malev? Uh, I've always heard it's Alex Malev, but but huh. it's probably irrelevant to argue about. Oh, I said way. Malev. I'm uh, not arguing. But, just... but yeah, the point is, is it looks completely different. I mean, I just don't. They don't. They don't gel well together at all. 
So I'm just not quite sure why they chose to, to do it that way. I guess, but but yeah, I mean, it's just again, it's not so much using two different artists; it's using two different artists in the same book that have such different styles. Yeah, I mean, if it's like an anthology type of thing, and they're telling two different vignettes from Batman, yeah, that's cool. Maybe they went by weight. They wanted to replace Capullo, who's like 250 pounds of iron, strong muscle. They say, well, we got to get two artists because you know he's a big guy. Well, on that front, I will tell you, uh, Vince, um, uh, the Kevin Smith podcast that I mentioned uh, a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. When he had he he has Poppy Capullo on this week and next week. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't know. The, I mean Capullo doesn't do many interviews, and uh, this was uh, was great. I mean this is, Capullo is everything I thought he would be. He's a gruff, yep. straight talking upstate New Yorker, and he has had a rough, rough life, and he is not shy about talking about it. And uh, I found the conversation quite illuminating. Cool. Um, Maybe I'll listen to that. Yeah, it's yeah. endearing. It's endearing to hear the guy talk about all the things he overcame in his life. And, you know, his attitude now is very much he's a bull in a china shop. He's, he's because of what he endured as a kid, he, he's, he said, you know, it would have, it could have either broken him or it could have made him into what he is, which is just someone that, that no matter what anybody tells him, he's convinced he can do it. You know, whatever he sets his mind to. And that's why he's, you know, super, super, you know, built and he works out all the time. And that's why he's, you know, become the, the artist that he is. And, uh, he just shoots it straight, dude. Like he he starts talking about McFarlane, and it's like, I mean, <laughs> he he some pull bunches, man. He just he keeps it real. He does. It's What's he have to say about McFarlane? So the chances of him going back to Spawn are pretty low. Very low. I would Damn. Say. Uh, no, really? I, just, uh, no, I mean he he talks about how he really isn't. He he's not always been a fan of McFarlane's artwork. Um, and, and for a long time he 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 wasn't a fan, and then. Because he's Capullo said he was always a stickler for um, realistic anatomy and was a perfectionist and was always trying. And then um, he had this epiphany actually once he was working at Image, and he said for a long time working at Image he he still wasn't a really big fan of Todd's work. Um, and then he had this epiphany one day when he was talking to some people about Todd's work, who were talking about how dynamic it was, and it's like he had this epiphany realizing that like what makes art captivating is when it's not realistic. Sure. That that's part of the that's sure. the allure is you know you're you have the ability to put something on the page that makes your mind see something that's not there, and that if and and, and he said that that was a big step for him in his career of of making that leap from being so focused on trying to make things look real to making them not look real and that that it sort of unlocked his ability to be a good storyteller you know but uh, but that's it but then he goes on to say but he's still very much if you look at his work is very you know he's very big on symmetry. And cohesion, and you know, he tries to really keep his guys on model. Like once he decides on what a character's going to look like, he tries very much to keep them in that in that same frame of mind. You know, which is not something that Todd obviously has ever done. He, that's not his way. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a it's a good listen to Fat Man on Batman. It's uh, it's I don't know how long Smith can keep this up, just because how many people can he really, really talk to. But I, I guess the, I guess a lot of people have worked on Batman, so you could have a lot of interviews. But uh, I want to hear Kevin Smith and Neil Adams. Oh yeah, he, he may have already talked to Neil Adams. I don't know. I mean, that the show's be been going sweet. on for a while. I, I honestly have no idea. I, I know that I know just like I said, I know that he had Schneider on, which is how he got hooked up with Capullo, and I know that he had Jim Lee on. But I have no idea who else he's had. So get the uh, best. Martian. Yeah, he needs. Martian, right? Yeah, he needs. Did he? Yeah. Oh, did. Oh, yeah. he needs to have Denny O'Neill on. I agree. And By the way, Chris mentioned yeah. uh, 
uh, the, the War Machine artwork because there's, you know, only so many uh, um, Marvel heroes of, of color. Speaking of of black Marvel superheroes, I guess they decided it was time to have them all in one book. Yep. Oh, jeez. Mighty Avengers? Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about that? I think it looks good. Oh, you mean the, the theme being a, a team of color? Yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? Uh, I think it's um, a couple years too late because I know who I would have wanted to see uh, writing that. And he tried to over yeah. at DC, but they fucked that up on him. Yep. Um, I don't, yeah. Yep. I, 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 I um, set it up for me, Jason, because I've seen no images. I've seen no solicits. Oh, okay. I don't. Well, well, the images are what's going to set, which is, turns me off on it. It's Greg Land doing the book. So it's like, really? Uh, well. Pass. No, well, it's it's, it's not. Really I, you know what? You said Iron Man and uh, before, and I'm thinking the Greg Land that's on Iron Man is not exactly the Greg Land that was doing uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four. It he it's still there are still traces of that artist, but I I have to say it wasn't as um, offensive to my eyes as Ultimate Fantastic Four was, and and uncanny. Yeah. Was. Well, I mean, so it's it's Greg Land on art and it's Al Ewing on as a writer, um, and I know he's done a, a shit ton of uh, of, of two thousand AD stuff. Uh, I, I don't profess to know much of his work, so I can't judge whether he's, he's he's you know the right man for the job. But the cover image, David, shows Luke Cage, like is in a, a, a big picture of Luke Cage in the background. So presumably he's one of the main protagonists just based on the the image uh my boy the falcon um uh, uh what's it not kane um that's the uh scarlet spider um the new power man um oh okay um the um she hulk she hulk um white tiger white tiger a new ronin who we don't yet know who it is um, it's Hawkeye. Monica, Monica Rambeau. Rambeau yeah. comes back, but with Naturally. a new name, Spectrum. She got straight then, hair. She does. And then, um, and then was it Blue Blue Marvel? Who oh, was in okay. that mini series, which I found highly offensive and preachy back okay. when it came out. But uh, uh, and apparently, it's going to also be other characters as well. But but that's the the, the the essential, at least cast in the first go around. So is that um, an Epting cover? I think it is. Is that the, the cover? Yeah, is that is Epting? Uh, I think it's. Isn't it Greg Land's cover? Mm, I don't think so. No. No, it doesn't look like Land. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would say Epting. Maybe. I don't know. We can research that. Uh, yeah. So, um, but it's just like again. I some of those characters are are my favorite characters. Falcon, especially so. So I, in a way, I, I like the idea of a book with some of these guys. But, but I guess I was just a little put off, like reading the interviews. I mean, Brevoort says that that he he came up with the idea during Black History Month, and wow, it's like it's you know, it's. Uh, Can only it imagine is, what he would have uh, come up with if he was drinking during Cinco de Mayo. It is happening. Oh, is it? And yeah. then you know, he said like uh, I set out to, to I set out this book not to make Black Avengers, but Dwayne McDuffie Avengers. And like diverse, again, that, that's cool. Like, and I know, I know that that uh, Brevoort and McDuffie were good friends, and so I, I'm sure he meant. Obviously, he means the utmost respect with that. But it's just, 
just sounds forced to me, you know, like, like, I don't know. I mean, and again, I'm prejudging something, right? It could be, it could be wonderfully executed and I could enjoy the hell out of it. But, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't love the idea of like him painting this picture where he's sitting around on Black History Month and thinks we need a book with, with characters of color. And then I think I would have appreciated it if, if it wasn't, if maybe these heroes got together in the regular Avengers book and maybe it spun out from there, but to, have a new series launch with, and, and maybe, you know, getting them all together works in the first issue. Like you said, you know, we'll judge it when it comes out, but yeah, no, it, at, at first glance, it's, it's hard for me to, um, cause I, I loved Milestone and I mean, and everybody got together and, and cause they were minorities and, and, in Blood Syndicate and, and the whole universe, but, it was that was their area that you know that there there are some sections in some cities that you know they tend to have the same type of people in those areas but maybe this will be something similar it it may be it may be you know we'll see how they get together i mean you know i i read beyond i read omega flight i mean i've read bad books where people had to get together <laughs> so i'm i'm optimistic here um but you know, I yeah, at at I'm I lean towards where 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 Jason is at at first glance. But well, we'll, we'll see. As a person of color myself, um, <laughs> that's true. You are Sicilian. I am Sicilian. Yeah. I, I'm I I don't know. I'm kind of optimistic. I'll give it a shot. I'll read well, it. If, right. If it wasn't land, I would be much more optimistic. Yes. Well, maybe maybe he'll prove you wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah. I have something that was an epiphany, but it's not Marvel. (laughs) Whoa, dude. Stop the presses. I know, right? What the hell? Uh, This was released by Dark Horse. Actually, um, under the Dark Horse Originals imprint, uh, it's digital. Uh, I'm assuming digital only. The story was by Damon Gentry and Aaron Conley. The script... Letters and gray tones were by Damon Gentry, and the art was by Aaron Conley. So it's a it's a two pronged attack, and the covers by Conley and Dave Stewart. It's twenty six pages of story and art. Get this, ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. And I'm telling you again, I have to uh, implore Mike Richardson. After reading this first chapter, it's a six issue series. Uh, after reading this first chapter, Mike, you gotta release this in a hardcover. It's called Sabretooth Swordsman. Dude, I was, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I saw the cover image for I- issue two and I thought, if this isn't the book that Vince needs to try, I don't know what it is. Oh my god, it's amazing. Cool, cool. It's, uh, subtitled The Mayhem of the Malevolent Mastodon Mathematician. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? Um, in a nutshell, a man is horribly abused, uh, a fez-wearing man. When, when we open up uh, the book, the, the first page, he's battered, beaten. He's got his uh, a black eye. There's snot running out of his nose. He's all wet, and you're wondering, what in the hell is going on with this dude? And um, in his misery, he is, is given a flyer by a sentient cloud. And you could tell the cloud is an enlightened being because it has a third eye okay 
Uh, it says, frail and sissy much? Tired of getting punched repeatedly in your sensitive little face? Travel to ex- travel to exotic Sasquatch Mountain. Uh, fabulous power could be yours to crusade for truth, beauty, justice, whatever. Serious inquiries only, please. Um, the, the cloud is, is like the god of this Sasquatch Mountain and transforms him into a uh well a number of creatures initially uh he touches the the man with his finger and he turns into like a creature from the black lagoon type creature and then he turns into a rhinoceros anthropomorphic of course uh like a a a, a bush like a like a um a plant creature a little uh boxer a pug uh like even like an ultraman type robot character and all the while all these characters have the fez on so this is very nice. cool. But then at the end, when he touches him, it says bingo instead of bing or boing. And when he, when it says bingo, he turns into this white saber tooth striped tiger and the design is impeccable. And the cloud is so happy. He goes, ee! like he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's clapping. But the gist of the story is this land in which this man lives, uh, has been overtaken by this mastodon mathematician and he's not very kind to the people under his rule he's got these thugs patrolling um uh these ne'er-do-wells and uh they they kidnap forcibly uh the man's lady uh companion and uh they beat the shit out of him dunk his head in a feeding trough like a watering trough for for animals and that's where the issue opens but the cloud transforms him into this um saber tooth swordsman and man the design is of this creature is beautiful the the artwork is is somewhere uh, between um very reminiscent of guy davis during the period uh he was working for humanoids remember when uh they relaunched metal erlant and i know these lips mm-hmm. were never uh supposed to meet the french language uh-huh. but it happens that zombie story that that guy davis did for uh for humanoids uh a little bit of that and i see a lot of the like intricacies and that soft spongy kind of drippy manipulations of dave cooper you've seen dave cooper's artwork so it's a little bit Raphael grandpa too and it's very, very detailed, incredibly dense line work. Like uh, on the cloud, you can see all the little puffy undulations through the, the form of the thing. Many, many, many lines, um, uh, like natural formations like the mountain. Sasquatch Mountain has all these protrusions coming out of it, right. and, and they're all shadowy, and it's all line work. It's all this intricate bumps and ridges and, and arcs and it's just, it's amazingly gorgeous. That's, that's all I'm gonna, I can't put it any other way. I'll just keep repeating myself. The artwork is impeccable. You need to see this. It's, uh, obviously it's very cartoony, but along the, the cloud tests him by throwing this gigantic creature at him and it's got like man boobs and you can see little dimples on the nipples like every, i'm telling you the guy renders everything um and obviously the the saber-tooth swordsman wins so so he goes um to retrieve his lady companion and when he does he runs into these uh, and this one cool page uh they show what happens to him on the way he's assaulted by bats 
bat monkeys they look like uh uh like ray harryhausen type skeletons with turbans he he fights this gigantic snake with an inverted pentagram on its forehead uh he hitches a ride with a pterodactyl type um bird uh what are those big birds that feed uh by the ocean the ones with the big jaw no no not a pelican it's a huge bird that has a big mouth where they can hold many many fish pelicans no whatever it's not a pelican but anyway well that's maybe it is maybe it is a pelican but anyway so he's he runs into these two dudes that offer him this insect to eat and he trips balls on the insect he starts tripping right he goes into this like this uh high and that's where he sees that's where we get the backstory of everything that happened to this dude up until the first page. It's a really smart story. Like I said, 99 cents. Where are you going to go? There's a, there's a Middle Eastern motif, like the, the land where this character, uh, resides has like Indian temples, like the onion, onion domed Indian temples and all very ornate stylings and, and, uh, like lotus motifs. It's just, gorgeous go go look at it now google it or go to the dark horse digital site and and just take a look at it it will knock you on your ass i'm i'm so in on this and it's only 99 cents it's awesome you cannot it's not a bad decision go go get it did you did you look at it like i said i i saw the cover to issue number two was going to mention it to you uh not knowing that you had read issue number one so uh, i'm gonna hook it up i'm gonna get one and two and even sweeter the back cover of the first issue was drawn by Matthew Allison, our friend from Cla- oh, from Calamity of Challenge. Calamity, he did yes. the back cover. I mean, it's it's there's nothing bad about this. It's win win all over the place, and awesome. and Matthew's art is in the same um, aesthetic as uh, the creative team on Sabretooth Swordsman. It's very very detailed, drippy, oozy, gooey, weirdo, psychotronic art. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, I need a hardcover of this. Preferably oversized. You don't have to All color right. it. Keep it black and white, but just give me that hardcover, and I want it. Nice. Yes. Highest That's possible awesome. recommendation. I would go as far to say it was the thing that spun my head around the most to date this year. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. wow. It actually beat out the Marvel stuff? Revelation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. Look yeah. at you. It's a revelation. Love it. Awesome. I can't wait to see the Mastodon. He's. They haven't shown him yet. They only show his minions, but... I can minions. only only minion like David's minions. I can maybe David's the mastodon. Ooh, because David has minions. Uh. <laughs> you like the way I said metal erlant. I'm such a jerk. That's awesome. Uh. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, check it out, Dark Horse Digital. Respect it. Yeah. What's uh, what's Chris been reading? Well, did you read that Daredevil joint? No, I did not. I've not yet. Um, I'm going to uh, veer off the the uh, bullpen bulletins episode here. Um, he just going to talk about the what? Dark Horse. I know. I know. I'm going to keep. I'm going to. I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep on that road. Uh, I finished up the uh, the second volume of Manhattan Projects. Ooh, yeah, baby. Is there is there a more awesome book in comics right now coming out regularly? It's the dope scene, you. It is so fun and so wrong, so crazy. It's it's and um, one of the things I love about it is that you know, Hickman is a, is a is a big concept guy, but 
he understands you know what um what book were we talking about earlier where it's like you know the the snyder um lee book it's, it's just so wordy that you you're not allowing your artist to um um to kind of do their part i mean that there's you know comics are uh, a a two part medium and patera is allowed to really be the star in this book hickman is i mean it's i i'm sure it's his brainchild and the crazy concepts are are there but patera's art is so freaking good you know it i mean and um who's the colorist because that's and i'm looking here um such an important part of the book is the use of color and it's um oh it's jordy belair we know who that is there right? you go. That's right, um, players. Um, the the use of color is so spot on and so important yes. to the the storytelling elements of the book, and that's one of those you know like purely comic book things. For, you know, from panel to panel, to be able to to uh, to use color to um, exactly set in time and space where where panels are taking place is is such a very important thing and to differentiate between um different characters and different personalities and especially whenever you get into the oppenheimer scenes where it's the 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 twins and and which one is which and and the the different kind of states of mind there manhattan projects is a book that i I will I will go back. There are so many books out there that I'm just like, okay, I'm going to read this and move on. This is a book that I want to go back and read over and over again because it is so fucking fun. Image um, always lists, um, when they released the, the third uh, collection, they listed the previous two like on the back list. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking... Do I want to buy all three of these in soft cover? Because I'm I'm getting the feeling that they're going to do a like a a, like, a, a like chew, chew like a chew type compilation right. in in you know high quality. So I, I kind of pulled back, but I can't I can't wait to read it. I read the first couple issues I'll dub- and I'll double dip on this one. And eh. don't forget uh, the the latest arc drawn by our buddy Mister Ryan Brown. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. It's. Uh, Another, look at you guys keep talking about all my living a Oscar winners. Look at y'all. You're, Dude, you're all so finally f- catching up. But you're, you're so far ahead of the curve. That's what it is. Says the man reading Thor God of Thunder. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. That's semantics. <laughs> oh, I get it. It's semantics now. Right. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you guys started me off on a salty note with all that who talk, so. Oh, oh we man. can go back to that. I I I bet in about fifteen years Jason's going to wake up one morning and say, "Wow, I got to watch all this show." I, Dude, I missed I a lot. No, three hundred and seventy-six hours. I, I I I out of respect for you guys, I tried every version and I found each to be as tedious as the last. Oh, you know, it's it, okay. it, 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 it's it's hard because it's it's kind of like it's kind of like trying to convince someone to go back and read comics from you know the the mid sixties and where where we can have like a nostalgic eye to that kind of stuff. You know, for the for the new reader, it's 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 a slog, 
and I can see where old Who stuff is is going to be a slog. I mean, it a lot of that. I mean, the awesome the the awesome stories in the nineteen seventies were written by Douglas Adams, you know. And if that's going if that's not going to sell you, then it, there's no way there's no way you're ever going to get. That's into when it. I realized that it's just not for me because yeah. you and many others are like, dude. You have a Douglas Adams tattoo on your arm. He wrote, and I was like, "All right, well, yeah, okay." And then I yeah. was like, "Nah, it's just not, not trying to hat at son." If if you watch City of Death and you can't get into the brilliance of the show, then it's just not going to happen. And you know, I I understand the visual uh, limitations of it and the budget that that the right. DC yeah. operated on. It's like, yeah, it's it. it there are like you know, Harryhausen movies that you're just not ever going to be able to get into just you can't get past the effects of it and i understand that and that's that's some of the you know the 60s 70s and what hell kind of you know all of the who um up until maybe some of the late late 2000 stuff yeah mm-hmm. that's one thing about and and uh, well uh, we can jettison the doctor who talk but one thing about the the revival of of the show that really bothers me is in the intro when what? when the when the theme song starts and they show the TARDIS bouncing around on the screen, that uh-huh. that bugs the hell out of me. For, for me, it should, in my opinion, it should just be the um, the, the cheesy mirrored time tunnel graphics and maybe a superimposition of the Doctor's face. That's it. I don't want to well, see they, anything they, they else. Went, they went back to the Doctor's that's, face. That's what, it, that's what it was for forever. I know, and that's that's what I expect when I see Doctor Who. And to see that, that CGI TARDIS bouncing around there, yeah, it's cool, but I, I don't need that. I just want the the uh, the gloopy lava lamp type spider webby thing, and that's it. That's it. I'm a purist, man. You are a purist. Some things I am, yeah. So uh, let's get more comic talk here. We still got more time. Well, what about some some live twits? Some live twizzles. Let's do some live twits. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, well, I don't know why Chris Reed is asking us this question because I don't know if any of us are qualified to answer it. But he asks, "Are drink and draw events for artists only?" I've got no idea why he's asking us that, but. Um. I don't think so. No, right? Uh, well, the, the artist part, I would think yes, but not drawing. necessarily published. I love to see people who proclaim themselves as not artists, like, "Oh, I can't draw." I love, right. I love to see them draw. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, and I'm probably speaking out of school. Um, ask some drink and draw artists, but you know, I, I think the reason that that drink and draws are put together is for people to come out. Have a couple beers and draw. Right. I don't know if you're not going to take part in that. If there's much reason to, you know, you know, I've showed up to a couple drink and draws, and it was really just to, you know, kind of say hi, drop in for a couple minutes, and then, you know, then head on to wherever I was heading on to. Um, yeah, there's a social aspect, but I think that there's also a, a certain amount of, um, you know, people are there to to draw and draw you know and and be social with other artists so i think that's kind of the the impetus behind it is to is to spend time with other artists well i don't i don't think the the scribblings of the non-artist are any better or worse than say if gabe hardman sat down oh but but i think the question is um is and correct me if i'm wrong um to show up and not and not um, take part in the drawing part of right. the 
Well, yeah. yeah, but that kind of gets into like someone who who says that they can't draw. They're very reluctant to sit down with a bunch of people who have gathered there for that sole purpose, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't draw. But why not? Why can't you? Who says you can't draw? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You so, mean just just yeah. have at it. Just yeah, just try, give it a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, art is is art. It's beautiful no matter where it comes from. That's fair enough. Here's an interesting one. Jeff Jeff Bouchard says. What percentage of your weekly comics purchases are digital, and how has this changed over the last year or so? And where do you see it a year from now? That's the question. Yeah. One hundred percent? You mean it's currently one hundred percent? This week it is. For okay. like most, most weeks it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll get the occasional collected edition or, um, you know, an art book or something like that. But, yeah, so I'd say, you know, like, Probably, eh, you know, I, eh, I'd say on average now my comic book purchases are probably 90% digital. Wow. Hmm. How about you guys? Well, Dave has got a no paper rule, so he's got to be up there. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I want to make sure I answer right, though. What, repeat the question for me. Uh, he said, what percentage of your weekly comics purchases are digital? How oh, has yeah. this changed in the last year, and where do you see it a year from now? It will probably be more of the same. It is pretty much just digital because if I can't, everything that I'm reading, whether it's it's um, whether they're issues that that I bought or they are codes sent to me by Wimmer or Andrew Shaw or Andrew Russell, um, to it pretty much. Like you said, it's it is a no paper rule, and and it is just digital now. It will be digital for a while. There are also, I still go by what I said when I was leaning towards digital. There are just some things I don't need in physical form. As great as Superior Spider-Man is, I don't need those issues, oh, and I don't want to say that they're taking. No, no, I don't. I don't want to say they're taking up space, but I don't. I don't need a paper copy of those stories when I have all of them right now on my iPad that I can refer to and, and yeah. take that to work with me. And if I need to read it or want to read it, it's right there. I don't have to bring issues with me. Now, there are there some, some books or collections that I'd, I, I like a copy of sure. But as far as, you know, your day to day, I would not want an issue of Superman on chain laying around. No. Mm-hmm. No. So, so it, it's digital now. I would say, yeah, pretty much close to 100%. And, and it's, it will probably be the same a year from now. Hmm. Well, um, during this recent Marvel, um, the reigniting of, of that Marvel love, I've been making do with uh, the generosity of friends, digital codes. Um, I will occasionally fill in a hole by buying a digital issue, but that hasn't happened very often. Um, but I will say for every book that clicks and with, you know, a handful of exceptions, it's been every damn one of them. I will buy the hardcover because mm-hmm. I uh, like God of Thunder. That's or the trade, as the case may be, because Marvel is putting some of this stuff out. Just yeah, trade. and that's killing me. That Wolverine and me the X Men, there's no hardcovers. That's yeah. bothering the hell out of me because no, no, me I want those in hardcover. So I'm waiting for that. The one that pissed me off was the uh, the John Carter stuff that Perez did. Yeah, there was no hardcover for that. 
No, it wasn't even a regular size trade. It was kind of like the pocketbook trade. Oh, did not know Sorry. that. Ooh. But no, but just to keep it in perspective, if I enjoy it, I'll buy it in in collected edition, uh, preferably hardcover, because I'm I'm still a physical uh, buyer. I I these past two months with DCBS, I've put in the some of the largest orders I've ever submitted. Um, Archie's killing me. I, I I think I spent like sixty bucks on Archie this month, and that wow. and that's after discount. I bought I bought all their collected edition. I bought all their 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 single editions. I bought all the digests, Sonic, Mega Man, um, like their uh, Fiona Staples. Now, yeah, Fiona Staples did uh, a variant cover for Betty and Veronica. I never bought Betty and Veronica before, but I bought it because Fiona Staples has a variant cover on it. So mm-hmm. and and it was cute, so I needed it. But yeah, I'm I'm still very much a physical buyer. I I have to own the stuff, and it and I do have them all on my iPad, so I can refer to them. But I noticed reading uh, while I was reading the Inferno, I have all those issues digitally from you know that other place that people get digital issues, uh, and I also have the physical issues. And I, I'm reading the physical issues, and I'm thinking. For some, it, it's a personal preference, right? But it's not as enjoyable for me to read a dish, digital issue. I don't get that the smell. I don't get the the discoloration of the paper. I don't see the dot pattern for the most part um, in in the in the color. Uh, the ads in a lot of instances aren't really there. Um, I, I don't get to touch anything, right? So it, it's not. It it doesn't cross that line into just like entertainment in to where it's something more like an experience i i like i still like that experience yeah i'm much more with with vince on this one um uh i am buying pretty much the entire well probably 80 percent of the marvel now stuff i've i've ordered in collected edition hardcover preference but like i said that sometimes they're just putting out the trades so i've been ordering those um but in order, because of Vince's unexpected reignition of his passion for Marvel, um, I have, uh, through the grace of, of, of friends and listeners, have been able to, uh, and and David, uh, have been able to... Um, Who's not a friend or a listener. <laughs> no, I, well, I, yeah, I, I didn't mean it to come out that way, you know what I mean. Right, um, I do. But, I, do. but uh, I didn't want, David's been a big help in this too, I have been uh, graced with some digital copies to read so that we could talk about the show. Um, on the show, so I'm I'm actually probably like half of the collected editions that are coming for my shelves. I will have already read the material um, by the time it hits it hits my DCBS box. But I still like with Vince want to have them, yep. you know, to possess them. I guess. Um, but I'm still buying. I mean, I'm I'm buying the majority of the stuff that I'm I'm buying is still in 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 printed form. I would say that for me, it's just I've gone almost almost exclusively to collected editions. So can't do a digital spot varnish, can you? This is the truth. <laughs> yep. well, like I said, and those are the things that were I able to, I would like those in my collection. But yeah, and it's not to say someday I won't. But right now, I'm I'm quite content with where where things are. That's if, all if that they, matters, right? If there's something I need to read, I'll read it. I'll you know I'll plead my case or whatever. I'll do without until the time comes but i'm not 
the things that I'm reading on on a regular basis that 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 I want to stay up to date with, I I really can't wait for collected editions. So I'm yeah, I'm all for it if if uh, if it's it. There's so many things out there where it's the content is king. I, I really the the packaging is not the be all and end all for me on the majority of what I read. Yep. You know, it's weird. I don't think I've ever chomped at the bit for a Brian Michael Bendis collection, but yeah. these all new X Men hardcovers, I gotta have them. The, the 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 story the concept behind this new series is so mm. damn solid yeah. I, I and and Stuart Eminen killing it on that yeah. book and, and yeah, there I, was a page yeah. there was a page from Eminen um one of the pages with Beast on it uh that I just was dying to have and it was it got bought like the day it came out damn I'm on the mailing list for his his OA rep nice. And so I, it, it, but uh, but in 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 Lividity, I ended up buying uh, another imminent page this week. <laughs> oh, from all new X Men or something no, else? No, 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 from uh, from from his new Avengers run. Oh, it's still good. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's actually a two play, a two page splash. But uh, damn. Uh, wow. What do you um? I, what 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 do you think of Beast's new look, Jason? Um, you know, it's it's like all things being equal, I like it a lot more than. Right. Than than the cat beast. You I'm know? There. Like, um It's and, still well, very cat like though. But I still prefer blue furred traditional beast. Yeah. Like yes. I, I still prefer pre secondary mutation beast like far and away versus anything else. And it's funny, like I found myself lately putting in commission requests with artists to draw me that version <laughs> of the beast because almost like yeah. I think the subconscious fighting against the but I will say, like, the one weird thing about the new version is, doesn't it look to you guys a lot like Caliban when he got mutated by Apocalypse? Yes. Mm. So it is a little weird to me on that front. But no, it looks good. I, I think it's, I can definitely live with it. Like, I think this will be fine if they stick with it, if they stay on model, you know? Yeah. I was uh, perusing the toy aisle today. As long as at, we don't get Steve At uh, Target. And um, the Marvel Universe figures, they have a Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Which, which is so nice, but I'm not paying ten bucks for it. But anyway, behind the Beta Ray Bill was a beast, mm. and it's very feline. So that looks not going away anytime soon. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I don't think I have a preference. I like both versions. I even like the sword version of the beast. I know, yeah, Jason. Totally. I know. No, I I think it's cool. I mean, Horse beast. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he's he mutates. That's all right. And different from from book to book. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's I, I don't mind it. You know who he is. He opens his mouth. It's Hank, baby. Mm-hmm. Baby. Yeah. Baby. So yeah. What else we got? I have, I have no problem with different artists' interpretation of that character. It's kind of like what we were talking about with Capullo earlier. Yep. Hilarious. Uh, Don Cardenas wants to know who's a dom and who's a sub. Oh my! <laughs> He's so dirty. That guy. Jesus Christ! Unbelievable. Who is it? And and after the apps, I hooked them up with. Really, Vince oh, is any God. is anything is anything we want him to be. But it's true. That is true. I like being the pivot man. I Chris is a power. Chris is a power bottom. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's foul, dude. Third coast represent. That's for our, you know for our our bisexual for, for, lesbian yeah, and gay. It listeners. happens. For, it happens. For Johnny No Price. Ne- <laughs> there you go. Next exactly. question. Hey, he hasn't been around lately, has he? What? Um, he hasn't yeah, been he has. yeah, no. Well, he's, he's been on Facebook Live. I think he's been working. He uh, he's popped up every once in a while. 
let's give Mr. Crusay his due. Uh, As well, you should. You're oh, yeah, writing well, a novel. You mentioned him. I know. You're writing a novel. What genre would it be in, if any? Is it young adult or geared for an older audience? Uh. Well, wood would be porn. <laughs> Erotica, Chris. That's because Erotica. it's got a, that's, uh. it's 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 slice of life. Fifty Shades of Wood. There we go. Fifty Shades of Wood. Fifty Inches of Wood. I would definitely do a William Burroughs esque beat sci fi novel. Definitely. Without question, that's what I would do. Yep. Because that, okay. that's, those are some of my, my all time favorite books, and I would want to take a stab at uh, that genre. Genre, the as genre. they say in Scranton. Genre. Like Dance Scr- McCabe? Scranton. Scranton. We got trains here. <laughs> Chris, what would you write? Oh, geez, that's that's obvious. What? You would write a cloak and dagger um, <laughs> espionage novel. Cloak and yeah, dagger with right. Daphne Coleman? That was a great movie. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah, talking yeah. Brandy, Cloak and Dagger. I'm talking. Um, yeah, like, like 1950s. That's, that's yeah, much. Parker, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, we got some weather coming. Oh, Ooh, nice. Open the window. It's open. Yell at someone. No. I would write a decidedly adult book, uh, probably set in some dystopian future. Um, Chasey Lane starring in it. Pre pre boob job, Chasey. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah, that ruined it. So smooth. Oh my god. David? Uh it would probably lean towards uh it would be tech related. It may be maybe sci fi maybe more um more real life like, but uh it would be geared towards uh, more adult. I just would want to write something that I'd want to read or Basically, just kind of the way that I think. I don't know if that's geared towards young adult. Karen feeding of the minion by by David A. Price. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not after midnight. You know what? Don't discount the the scholastic market because that is huge. Oh no! Dude. Oh no! Oh. I mean, yeah. Old is the if you're talking about wanting to have commercial success, young adult. Right. Oh I mean, sure. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the. I believe that is the only. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I believe. I read something from uh, the uh, BookScan folks last year, and Young Adult is the only printed uh, subcategory of printed material in the U.S. that's growing. I didn't tell you guys this yet. Uh, When Mia was in New York, she had a one-on-one drawing session with uh, Kazu Kibushi. What? Yeah, the guy that does the amulet books. Yep. They They sat down together and they drew. How neat! Yep, that's awesome. I was like, I, I had, I had to walk away. I had, I had uh, to. Yep, yep. I couldn't take it. I was so happy for. Her. Now here's an that's interesting cool. one from that is amazing, by the way. Uh, from Mister Ro- from Mister Rosales, he would like to know what our favorite Warren Ellis work is. Oh, easy. Twitter. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Tom Bunny. Uh, uh, Planetary. Yeah, that's. That's mine followed very closely, more so now than, than when I first heard it, but, but I really like Global Frequency. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it, planetary it, is it. God, then you want to look at his first run on Authority. It's, Still haven't read it. It's the, what? You know this. <laughs> you know this Dude. because you threatened, you threatened, it, uh, oh, you threatened Christmas gifts with Come that. Come on, David. Uh-huh. Come on. Seriously? I mean, let me down. 
for for me, I mean, uh, I think Planetary is probably the, the right answer. Oh. But uh, but I'd say trans. I'll say Transmet just to be different. Yeah, because I love that too. So, I, I so. think I like Transmet better than Planetary. Yeah, I think Transmet like is a a more. It, it's it's a different work. It's yeah. It's, you know that guy in the late nineties and and early two thousands. He was just churning out masterpiece after masterpiece. Yeah. He's a guy that doesn't so, get the the uh, through no fault of his own because he's got plenty of big ego. He, I don't think he's he's as well regarded as he should be in the pantheon because, like you said, hey. Chris, I mean he's he has he has been eclectic. He has been tremendously active. Yeah. Um, even know. even his stinkers are worth reading. Like his run on Thor is really good, but. It's not a landmark run on Thor. Mm-hmm. It's it's enjoyable. I, th- I thought it was very well written. I love that uh, etheric mechanics you did a few years ago. Yeah, gravel yeah. I think is great, but it's his historic his historic pieces are fantastic. Is that Creechy? Yeah, is that how you say it, Creechy? Yeah, Creasy. 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 Okay. Creasy. Mm-hmm. Creasy was fantastic. Um, it, the the guy whenever Black Summer. whenever he's into it, uh, Black Summer was was a good zombie tale. Um, no, that's uh, Black Ass. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no he did Black Summer. Black Summer. Yeah, what I'm saying, Black Summer is the, the dystopian anti-hero <laughs> book. Yeah. 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 But oh, Chris, yeah, Chris yeah, was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever he's when he's passionate about something, watch out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I just wish he'd take better care of himself. Oh, I think no, that's really part of the mystique, though. It's because, like because I, because I want him to write more. Yeah. Know? What do you mean? I, I'm not maybe because he banned me on Twitter years ago. And he he's never a drinker. Unlocked. What do you mean? Oh, he's a, a, a drinker, smoker. He oh, he, okay. he he was pretty hard. And uh, whenever I saw him, uh, and this is uh, several years ago in Chicago, it's like, man, this guy is not going to be long for this world. You know, yeah. he, he you can tell he just he just lives very. Hard. He's well, a yeah. He's you, a. You he's could a, see by Transmet that he is cut from the Hunter S. Thompson mold. He yeah. he lives life pedal to the metal. And that's cool. Yeah. Yep. He lives hard. He lives yeah. hard. Um, but great writer though. Well, I'm one of my all time favorite comic creators. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yep. Now, uh, Mister, some dude named Ron Richards. Oh what? Oh yeah. I don't know what's up with that. He he wants to know how excited we are for Lazarus. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, so after, so after we um, we had our talk with uh, with Mister Rucka, who was kind enough to spend like an entire two hours with us, I get a text message from one Mister Ron Richards. Uh, the next, like you know, two days after we released the episode, he says, "You're killing me," and I'm just like, "What?" He's just like, "You didn't mention Lazarus even once." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, mm. company man, we will we will mention it the next time that That's we're funny. on. So, so yes, uh, Greg and Michael Lark uh, are teaming up uh, w- again. They're an old creative uh, pairing and doing a series at Image called Lazarus. And you, I can, thought that uh, was Blue Water. That's coming out from. Isn't oh, it? you're. <laughs> That's messed up, dude. <laughs> that is me. Uh, no, it is from it is from Image. Um, and uh and believe me as uh as soon as i get my uh my hands on one uh, nudge nudge hint 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 ron um uh, i will uh, i'll be talking about it and you know where you find blue water right no in the Next toilet in the toilet oh, snap. Yep. 
uh, L.A. Rabbit would uh, would like Mr. Andrew Sanford would like us to know uh, if we're into Game of Thrones books, TVs, comics, and if so, which mediums do we like? I'm still messed up from the um, the uh, episode before the season finale. It's uh, I'm still <laughs> like physically um, kind of. Yeah, we need to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't that. see that one still yet. Still too fresh, but, um, but uh, yes, I, I mean, I think we... Well, you don't have HBO, right, David? Yeah, you don't. Uh, no, I will not... No, I can I can uh, use my brother's HBO Go account. Oh, okay. So I, I need to catch up on it. Okay, okay. And, so you haven't, you, not you, watching haven't it, right? seen, you haven't I haven't watched any of it. Oh, and you're not man. Even no, I, I've watched the last um, five. Well, not the wedding one. So you have okay. two episodes left. The wedding one is the second. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I jumped in this season, so I have no idea the backstory. In? Yeah. The... Well, everybody talks what? about it, so I Wait, said, you "Well, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! What? How has that been?" Wow. I think it's cool it, playing catch up. It's just that there's a lot of characters, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I'm sure I've missed some very significant developments. But for uh, yeah. for for what it is, like tabletop, right on the ta- on the surface, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think the production is. Outstanding. It is the uh, the 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 minion says if you can get past the first four episodes, then then you're good to go. He says. I, I guess it took him a few episodes before he really started feeling it. So is that accurate? Well, yeah. It's it's like Vince said. There's a lot of characters. So the first season is a tremendous amount of setup and introduction to different characters, and there's a it, there's a lot of talking. It's, that's why it's a great series is that there's amazing dialogue and amazing interaction between characters and a lot of politics. It's called Game of Thrones for a reason. It's, it's, it's very political. And I it, like that about it. Yeah, and, but, you know, it, it's got dragons. <laughs> I was just going to say that, but it has dragons burning the shit out of people. Yeah. I mean, so it's, and boobies, uh, lots of boobies. There's a lot of sex. It was the, like the one, the one episode that was just like wall to wall sex. Marta, I'm watching it, and and Marta is in the same room. She's like, "Oh my god, no wonder you like this show." I'm like, uh-huh. I eat "This every week," and she's like, "You're lying." Should be. It, it, there's a lot of sex in it. Yeah, I couldn't make but, it through the first book though. Tried well, many times, couldn't do it. Okay, I was gonna say. So I, I, I watched the entire first season, having not read the books. Uh, and then was enticed to read the books uh, by the uh, ever so passionate Mr. J. Tomeo. Read all the books between. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh no! <laughs> read all the books between. Don't poke the bear. Between episodes, uh, seasons one and two, and then have watched the next two seasons. Uh, it's it's very interesting. The you know, reading having read the books though, and and then watching the show because like. Like Chris just alluded, the, uh, the 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 wedding episode, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I knew I knew it was coming, so it wasn't like it was it was great to see. I think they executed it really well, but I, I wasn't surprised in any way about it because I read the books. Yeah. But uh, but I will say and, they they are doing and, a great and, and job of of tip, um, tip of the hat to all because I had no idea it was coming, and to all the people that read that thing like as long as thirteen years ago, whenever that book came out, that that didn't allow that to be massively spoiled on the internet before that aired it's seriously i I think it's one of the great accomplishments of of restraint on the internet of all time i've encountered people who were spoiled 
on the Twitter feed, a couple of uh, blokes said, "Yeah, I expected it. It's been spoiled." Oh, uh, okay. But well, not not in mass though. It's not. It wasn't not like in a mass. no, yeah. no, not not like I would have expected it to be. Right. So. Yeah, I'm with Chris on that one. I think considering the magnitude of that episode and all that happens, it uh, and especially com- considering what happened in the first season that really put the show on the map. I think for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um. I yeah. I, I have to say it's it's it. I certainly went out of my way not to talk about it until it happened, and even now I haven't really. You know, I don't because it's that's what makes these things fun, right? I mean, um, I mean, Walking Dead's like that, right? I mean, we all know a lot yeah, of stuff that's going to happen yeah. Walking Dead, and I don't know that comic readers going out there blowing it for all their millions of friends that watch just the TV show and have never heard of the comic. Yep. For every Rich yeah. Johnson that's out there, there's a hundred that won't say anything. Like, I feel like I'm always prefacing my chats about Walking Dead when inevitably someone says, dude, you watch The Walking Dead? Because they know I like comics. I feel like I'm always prefacing those conversations with like, well, you know, wait do you see what happens down the road, but I can't tell you. You know, like that type of thing. So. Uh-huh. Sure. I still have to watch the second half of the last season. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Yeah. That's kind of what everyone says. Um, it's do I just need to like skip to the last like two episodes or something? Well, since you've read the the comic, you don't. I mean, you could you could jump in anytime you want. Yeah, but I mean, there there's obviously differences between yeah. comic and TV show. Well, yeah, just no, that it's, it's much worse. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hey, you uh, know, I stopped reading at issue one hundred, and the, I do not have a days are a little brighter. Dead. Yeah, I do not have a Walking Dead sized hole in my heart. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um. First, Matt Burden wants to thank everyone for um, for their support this past week. The uh, the response to the photos he's posted regarding Saturday's FPW show has been uh, has been huge and and um, has been what has been huge huge huge. Um. So he he thanks everybody for uh, for. For commenting on the show, I, I was flipping through Instagram as as he was posting them, and it and and the wrestling show looked like it was is off the chain. Uh, but and this is for him because I know it affected him quite differently than it apparently affected Jason. Uh, although I think Vince and I might be on the same page. I just do want to talk a little bit about Daredevil Dark Knights number one. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. In your in your travels. No. No, that's coming. <laughs> I got, I got, some, I got some Stanley Cup finals to watch. Stretch people. it out, David. Stretch it. Anyway, Mr. so this oh, week, oh, the storm is rolling in. I might lose power. Oh, no. All right, oh, okay. take care, Chris. Wait, let me, let me we'll get see you well, buddy. Oh no, um, that's a wind-up toy. Is, uh, well, David, no. you got to set it up and remind people about why this book. Is Absolutely, yes. Yeah, first, and I didn't know. I thought this was, um, this was just a straight-up. Um, Lee Weeks book, uh, a miniseries. But uh, when you get to the last page, I'm guessing it's it's more along the lines of Marvel fanfare, where it's like an inventory type story, but just with Daredevil. Uh, because three issues is three big, issues big is, inventory. Yeah, we have Lee Weeks for three issues. Then we have David Lappin for two. Uh, and somebody so else. I think it's a uh, six or eight, seven. Yeah, issue, there's another issue, cat but, in there. Right, too. yeah. Um but sorry this, for whoever that this, is, we don't this remember. uh this story. We Jason and I knew that Lee Weeks had a Daredevil story in the works uh for 
over a year now, bro? Or almost a year? Yeah, Free Comic Book Day last year. year. Over a year. Uh, we met Lee Weeks at the Wild Pig Show at Free Comic Book Day in 2012. While he was doing magic, he, uh, he was telling us about this Daredevil story that was, that was personal to him, meant a lot to him. Uh, and there are a couple pages where I think I get why that is, why that's evident, because as he was talking to Jason and I, it was, uh, it was expressed that, that he, he is, he is religious. Um, and mad, crazy religious, like, yeah, like, won't draw, believer, like Chris would yeah. say, like, won't draw a lot of Marvel comics, like, that he's asked to draw because they have anything objectionable from profanity to sex to. Anything. I don't see him drawing Black Swan from New Avengers anytime. Yeah, but even like, yeah, any kind of sinful or lascivious, I mean, he's, he's that kind of dude now. He's yeah. not, yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it's, it, that, that's great. And I'm glad we get any Lee Weeks art. Um, would I like to see something else? Yeah, but that's just me being selfish. But I, I respect that. So he, he, and reading this issue, you know, we've seen him on the Hulk. We've seen him on Amazing Spider-Man. We've seen him on a few other characters. He, he has this, this Mazzucchelli, Ramita, uh, Williamson, Williamson yep. type. He, I, I, I think he was absolutely born to draw Daredevil. He owns the character and, and, and it, Hell's Kitchen and, and, and the surroundings. And it's, uh, it was beautiful. I, I absolutely thought that this was a great, uh, great looking Daredevil story. And I think where, where Jason and I differ is I have no problem with the story either. Weeks wrote it. As well as drew it and, uh, and, and Lowridge did colors and it was, um, I didn't, as I'm reading this, I didn't get a sense of anyone, um, who's rough or, or trying things out or it, it, it read like any other, just about any other Daredevil story I've read over the years. I, I've read plenty and, and I mean, with, I've read a lot. Of good Daredevil stories, and and I've purposely avoided Daredevil stories like Shadowland, yeah. and and there are times where, you know, I really had no problem with 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 the setup, with the whole, with with the. Um, but come on, if there's one character, or I should say one book in the Marvel universe that since its glory days has been very carefully intertwined with religion, it's Daredevil. Born again? No, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, no, no. And there's religion no is integral to the character. I mean, not only does the, does the issue start off with 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 some religious text, but you, I mean, he's he's falling asleep with 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 his cross and rosary in hand. So it's yeah. it's there, you know. It, it, yes, that's Matt, the, Matt, that's a tortured Catholic, and he always yes. has to. So I it, it, it's I really I, I'm curious to see why Jason wasn't as as enamored with it as as I was. Uh well, first of all I'll say uh in echoing your your the, the book is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Yep. Lee Weeks has not lost a step. No. It's uh it's 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 gorgeous gorgeous book. Um and, and that not only extends to his draftsmanship but his panel layouts are great. I mean the, there's a page where he's where Matt is in the hospital bed and uh he's sort of like drawn very very tiny in the center of the of the of the room and he's he's coming to and he's you know his hypersenses are just going off like alarms because he doesn't remember who he is and uh the way that that uh weeks captures that 
in the layout with the different size, you know, uh, and, and different fonts and, and in use of the, he's hearing everyone's thoughts and, and it's, it's very, very effective. And like six so, floors away. Yeah. Just, just yeah. so, so visually if the book had no word, if this was a silent issue, it'd, it'd be an A plus in my book. Um, I found the book to be really overwrought. I, I found it to be tedious uh, and very predictable in, in its uh, dialogue and, and ham little 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 heavy handed in, in its uh, his attempt to be poetic. So for me, it, it, the, the 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 storytelling because he wrote and drew it, I think works well. Again, I think that the, the images on the pages tell a very compelling and human story, but. When I start mixing the words in with it, it it it, it lost me. I, I I think Lee Lee needs to stick to the drawing. Personally, hmm. but speaking of that, I see I also see a lot of Alex Raymond in uh, Lee Weeks' oh, okay. style okay. too. But um, I, I'm I'm no fan of religion either. But oddly enough, when it's this character, I almost expect it to a certain extent. So I mean, the message is there and. I didn't find anything at fault with it. I thought the yeah, you, you guys are missed. I, I'm not the religious parts aren't bothering me at all. It's 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 the the dialogue. For example, it page. Uh, let's see what page this is. Page thirteen. Um, there's not a lot of the words on the on the page, but I I, th- I think they they're like they're corn pone. Uh, oh. Fade to black. Taken down by common thieves. Always taking a far cry from love thy neighbor. <laughs> Who is my neighbor? If conscious, he'd recall another time. More things taken from him. Much more powerful men. They took everything and nothing. <laughs> it's like I can hear the guy from Days of Our Lives doing the intro. It's like, wow, eh, okay. It, it does have very a corn pone to me. Yeah, very it does have one one foot in the old school, but I I like the old school. But I mean, but that was one oh. page. And then you get to the you get to the helicopter pilots, and and you know why they're doing what they're doing while you have this Christmas storm of the century hovering over Hell's Kitchen, and 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 parts of pennsylvania and then you have you know the rest of the the conversations in the hospital i yeah there maybe matt's internal monologue might be a little um over the top but the 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 conversations people have i don't really have a have a problem with the way anybody's carrying themselves I, i i i tend to lose interest or or i taken out of the story when characters don't sound like themselves and and there wasn't anything here that um that made me think that well matt would never say yeah. that or think that or or um th- that- this wouldn't happen it 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 was this would have fit perfectly in between um the mazzucchelli ditko issue when when bornigan was over it 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 really just had no there is a nostalgic air to it yeah Oh yeah, I mean, I would have, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'll gladly take this over the armored years. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't mind that story. What was it? Tree of life, tree, tree, of, tree of knowledge, tree of knowledge. Yeah, I like that stuff. That, by the way, really? Oh yeah. god. <laughs> Whoa. But I, I, um, I'm, I'm happy it's out. I'm, I'm happy Lee is telling the story he, he wants to tell. It, it. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it has a lot going for it for me with me it, it it's lee weeks we spoke to lee while you know before this came out so we know what it means to him it's sure. a character that i am a huge fan of um 
and and it's it's a character who's who's done by somebody who knows what he's doing with the character at least visually uh, i'll you know yeah. like jason says but um yeah i didn't i i didn't think that um I mean, he's not he's not meeting up with Spidey or Punisher or or the Avengers or anything. It's just it's just Daredevil. It's just Matt. So it's just you know there, there isn't there isn't too much that uh, that that Lee has to overextend himself with. But it it's um and I was I was joking around with with Mister Burden when uh, when I mentioned that I read it and and you know Matt is a family man and he loves his kids and uh, and I think this issue affected him in a way it didn't affect me because I, you know he put himself in in some of the characters choose from this issue regarding you know trying to 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 save his his daughter or thinking things like that and i, I you know and I, I was joking around with him and he told me you know listen you'd be moved to tears if he had to go you know give some dog a heart so I was like, "All right, so that that that's fair." But it was I. I'm looking forward to the next two issues. I, I I'm I'm in now. I I want to see where it's going. I want to see it. You know, I, it's you want to you kind of expect maybe a happy ending, but it's also Daredevil. So I yeah, mean, it's even, Matt Murdock, even, right? Yeah. So it's you know, I you, mean, you, it must suck to be Matt Murdock. You know what I mean? It he, must suck to he, be in love with Matt Murdock. But not, not <laughs> there's a long list of dead people on that. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean. The the supreme being is using him as a punching bag. The the weather is against him. Yep. The the lower tiers of humanity are against him. Yeah. Even the damn weather is yep. is against Matt Murdock. It's like how much can this? How much can be thrown at Matt Murdock until he 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 just like said, all right, you know what? Screw it, I'm done. Bang. Yeah. But see, I've always kind of been like, you know, he makes a lot of that his own. It's it's his oh, own. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I mean, he left. He left the office. Without maybe I should wear something, you know, Stark design, thermal underwear, and you know he just he's like I have a walk, and and he's got his little briefcase. And I mean, yes, he does. He he absolutely he asks for it. And there are days where you know I'll I'll be upset, and Renee's like, well, you know, she'll ask me what happened, and it's all it's all of, of my own. I'm mad at myself because I either put myself in that situation or it happened because I didn't do something else or. Renee cracks me up. She breaks you off on Facebook, dude. She breaks you off. <laughs> but then, but yo, but then she's got my back. It's true. Got my back at work that and everything true. else. So I have no problem with that. Um, she can keep it real. It's, um, so it's, it's, yes, I, it's, it's absolutely, there's a lot that, you know, if, if he just took two seconds to think things through or just, not put himself in that situation. There'd be some boring ass Daredevil comic books. Yeah, it's like Jason said last week. Is a piece of ass worth all the aggravation and, and heartbreak? <laughs> you know, but he can't turn it away. He can't. Yeah, he can't. Thank God he's blind. But I think that's a byproduct of he's he's disabled, so he's like, I got to get in where I fit in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably some hideous hose beast. So like, some <laughs> blind crazy woman. Oh, she dead. Oh, you did. Damn it. No, but, I do it again. Yeah, I didn't notice any of the things uh, Jason was talking about with the dialogue. So I guess um, it's working for me. And right. and like David, I'm going to stick uh, around for the next two. Well, the next 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 five because yeah. lape them. And and I'll even take a peek at the other two because it, it looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're already done. I mean, you know why, why not? You, you got over half the series. But so. if they do piece this out in collections, I'll definitely buy this week's one because it's it's really pretty. Yeah. 
And uh, kudos to Chris Campbell, who got a sweet Lee Weeks Wolverine yeah, mission at the uh, Heroes Con art auction. Yeah. Bastard. Look at so, you. Much love <laughs> for that. All right. So before Chris has an aneurysm. Not an aneurysm. I'm watching the Hawks. Everything's oh, good. Man. Jeez. Um, it's Stanley Cup Finals, dude. It's straight. It's, we lost Jason at the beginning. With I do his, like the hockey. Stand. That's fantastic. Let's talk about wrestling real quick. Stanley Jeez. Cup Finals, <laughs> dude. I, oh, I, I, I wish I didn't delete Raw. I want to go back and watch the uh, the Rollins Daniel match. Oh, it was good. That was an awesome match. It was Brian good. Danielson. It was very good. Um, or Daniel Bryan, yeah. My son is is uh, actually hating Jericho. He he started started out loving him. There's something wrong with you, boy. Now he's now he's like I don't like I don't him know how anymore. You can hate Y2J, dude. I, I, I think he's great. But anyway, he, I was when he first made his his return. He was a little bit rusty on the mic, but he's got it back now. He's he's yeah. But he's, I mean, he's killing it from the kid's perspective. He's like he got beat by this salsa dancing loser. Seriously, and I know it's whole part part of the plan. But he's like, man, he he. So are they going to have fun? Ding dong win the title. I hope I not. would. I I think they should because it'll be because if there was there was Uh-oh. a time in the eighties. He took a breath. We're gonna be here a while. Wait, no, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. He's prepping with eighties history. Of there's there's time, we got three decades to cover. No, 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 no. The honky tonk man when he was the intercontinental title holder. Yep. He told McMahon, "When when I stop drawing, you could take the belt off me." And the fans kept coming. To see him lose. And when they started to lose interest, that's when you had the Ultimate Warrior come in and beat him in like, you know, 18 seconds. Uh, but not a fan. I can see, I can see them giving Fandango the belt so that people will see, will, will tune in to watch him lose. Watch him game. lose. Yeah. Yeah. I think Fun Ding Dong has lost a lot of heat though. Cause I like, I was, I was in the camp where like, I thought the, the constant promos and no ring work was annoying, but it was designed to be annoying. But I, I was like, well, this guy's got to be awesome in the ring for them to pull this gimmick for these many months so that when he's finally in the ring, we're going to be like, oh, okay. And I don't think he's been very good in the ring. Like, I, uh, I don't, I, I don't, you're right. you know, and it's, uh, I do like the eye candy though. No doubt. Yeah. Who no, knows? No, Summer Ray. Sweet. Oh, dude, man. Her jaw looks like she could take down a freight train. That's all right. A lot, yeah, of, lot of room in that jaw. I mean, she's no AJ Lee, but no, yeah. no. But anyway, um, and you don't have to wrestle. With lines at your local comic book store. All you got to do is go to Discount Comic Book Service because they're our sponsor and we love them and they're great. DCBService.com will get you your books, get them fast, and you'll get them cheap. What the hell else do you want? Seriously, people, go there. Um, I had planned to talk about these things at length, uh, so I'm going to save them for next week. But you do have a little bit of extracurricular activities, and that is to get the to uh, J.T. Yost's uh, Birdcage Bottom Books. They're a, a publishing company. They're a distro site. They have a lot of great books, uh, namely an anthology that, like um, the Sabretooth Swordsman, Jason, this thing will spin your head around. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, an anthology called Future Shock, of, oh, yeah. of which I bought the fourth issue, uh, loved Every bit of it, I'm going back to buy the first three. Mm-hmm. And for Chris, mm-hmm. they publish a huge honking. Uh, the Future Shock is a distro, but Birdcage 
uh, Bottom Books publishes a huge square-bound anthology called Digest State. It's a really clever name because it's an anthology about food and eating. Oh, nice. I, I've got it and read it. I, uh, I, I backed the Kickstarter. Isn't it awesome? Some of the people involved with this thing, Alex Robinson, Renee French, Jeffrey Brown, Mark Bell, Box Brown, Sam Henderson, Danny Hellman, Josh Bayer, Noah Van Skyver, uh, Josh Burgraff, uh, JT Yost, uh, Berkeley Breathed is in here. Uh, yeah. John Kirschbaum, uh, Let's see, uh, Daryl Ao. Who else that uh, may ring a full? Uh, co- Gary Fields is in here, David. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ben Snakepit. Um, there's more. There's more. All right. I don't want to. William Cardini. I love Bill Cardini stuff. Uh, the, 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 see who else I can ring a bell with. Um, I say, uh, you must get it, and it's huge. It's like 270, no, 288 pages, and it's all good. It's many, many diverse uh, approaches to the medium. There's a ton of Josh Bayer stuff in here. There's reason enough to get it. But it's like uh, humans eating uh, food, animals eating food, food eating food. Uh, there is post and uh, digestion stories. There's a couple of poop uh instances it's so good jason back me up isn't it great uh i enjoyed it um i, I thought that it uh veered um you know i think with anthologies you're you're, you're never inevitably going to get some that you resonate with more than others uh i thought sometimes it veered a little too much into the preachy uh meat is murder you shouldn't eat this stuff because you're killing living things kind of camp um, um. And, and those stories didn't resonate with me at all but i have to say there were two stories in the book um about um about uh, people with selective eating disorder, which is something that I don't think a lot of people know about, and my son has it. So I was like really touched by those stories because uh, I actually showed them to my son, and he was like, "Oh, you know, because it's, you know, he uh, he sometimes I think feels like he's there's no one else like him." So um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a uh, it was like I think it was a really well done anthology that uh, was thematic, and uh, um, I definitely. There were some stories that, that didn't didn't cut it with me, but but I think the ones that did far outweighed the ones that didn't. So yeah, I too would definitely recommend it. I didn't know you could get it widely. I'm glad you're bringing it up because I I think I talked about it on the show just briefly when I got the uh, Kickstarter, uh, and I I didn't I didn't know if you could just order it. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna be talking about this next week. Hopefully, Jason will join me at least as far as the anthology goes. Maybe some of you will run out and get Future Shock Four and. I, I took a good. It's a it's a full color anthology printed on very thick paper, and it's seven bucks, forty eight pages. Go go preview the site at uh, www.birdcagebottombooks.com. Take a look at the art; you will be enthralled. It's all good stuff. Next week we'll come back and well, at least um, I'm going to talk about them because they're great mm-hmm. books. That's in your travels. Go do that. Word. And um, you should also um, take a look at The Bounce from mm. Image Comics. It's the new uh, Joe Casey and uh, David Messina book. Uh, fantastic first issue. Um, Casey really um, lives in, in the high concept uh, a, lo- a lot of the time, and this book is right there. It's uh, While it's still very much a... Uh, um, 
uh, action, adventure, superhero, you know, um, um, tights wearing uh, comic. It uh, it lives in in some high concept area, and uh, I'm not going to uh, spoil the uh, the twist in uh, in the comic, but uh, it is it is not like uh, other books that you're reading right now. So check out The Bounce from Image Comics. Hmm. The Bounce. Uh, My Inner Travels is going to tie into a little um, podcast I set in on Derek Howard and I recorded a segment for the Spectacular Spidercast. Um, He was looking at um, the episode theme is Spidey throughout the years and and, uh, he... um, he started off with with Amazing Fantasy, and and there was um, and jumped around a little bit, and then when it was my turn, we got to talk about Superior Spider Man, uh, and so it timed with um, with issue number um, number eleven, which is a new storyline which ties into when. Um, when Spider-Man made the uh, made the promise that no one else dies, and uh, the Spider Slayer is is getting prepped for execution, uh, J. Jonah James is, is there, and, and it's pretty personal for him. Um, and it's the first time uh, Spider-Man is on the raft or at the raft. Uh, post mind switch and uh and and there's a lot of things going through uh peter's mind while there and it's it's a pretty pretty cool issue it's uh dan slot did the dan slot did the plot uh it's written by uh christos gage and uh giuseppe gamacoli is your penciler with john dell on inks and it was uh it's it's the first part of of the new the new arc and i'm 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 really digging it. So yeah, it's it's yeah, uh, a monster. He really oh, is, man. And I yeah, I really you know most people like like Stegman will draw Spidey a little bit more slender, and and uh, Giuseppe has him a little bit more um, on the bulkier side, but it it still works. It it fits it, and it's it's a pretty pretty cool issue just because of uh, it, it 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 also the groundwork was laid out pretty neat because there are three three villains. That are in the infirmary that uh, that recently uh, Spider-Man dealt with, and uh, and they kind of tie into to the end of the first issue, and and it, it all around it, it was done pretty well. So I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of this arc. Yeah, nice. Kevin Coley's great. Yep, he needs to step up Kevin to Coley. be a Stegman though. <laughs> this is true. This is yep. true. Uh, in your travels, two things. One, um, go to a. Uh, a webcomic that uh, we haven't talked about in a while, but uh, I think now is the time to catch up on it, which is uh, gunsofshadowvalley.com. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was created uh, by a friend, a longtime friend and listener of the show, uh, Mr. Dave Wachter, along with uh, James Clark and Tom Maurer. Um, but it's a terrific uh, webcomic they started, what, about... Probably two years ago now is that about oh, right? no been, more than no, that. that more than that yeah okay. yeah I mean but but it was a uh, it was a western well I should say it is a western themed 
comic um, with a little bit of a supernatural twist. Um, but I enjoyed the hell out of it when they were putting it out on the regular. Um, and then as these things go, um, you know, uh, uh, Dave's career started taking off. Uh, much uh, kudos to him, well-deserved. And uh, some other things, so they got a little bit away from it. But uh, Dave, uh, I- I'm happy to announce he will be, by the time you listen to this... Um, probably hear this i guess tomorrow which is be thursday um on friday of this week um if all goes according to plan uh a guns of shadow valley kickstarter campaign will launch um which will be to um not only reprint what has uh, been shown already but actually there's quite a bit of of new material that that dave is finishing up he's already got most of it in the can and uh dave was was he actually was kind enough to share with me his um kickstarter um, campaign early to just solicit my my opinion on on you know the campaign and you know to offer any insight I thought about what they you know maybe wanted to to alter or not and then I have to say no no hyperbole um, I think he knocked it out of the park it's one of the best structured um, campaigns I've ever seen um, it's it's got a great three minute video the tiers are I think really well thought out. Um, you can get the book, which is what everybody cares about, for a very fair price. There's original art tiers ranging from quick sketches all the way up to full commissions. And I have several Dave Wachter commissions hanging in my gallery, and I think you guys probably do too. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a fantastic sketch artist um, in addition to being a, 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 an ever-improving storyteller. So, yeah, be on the lookout for it. It's, um, it's definitely, you know, in an I can't era wait where for th- it. Yeah, in an era where I think more and more Kickstarters are, you know, kind of challenging the the value proposition of you know are you getting enough bang for your buck um i think dave is taking a page out of like the ryan brown camp where you're absolutely going to be getting more than bang for your buck you're going to get more for your pledge than you would have gotten you know if he just got a publishing deal let's say image or something to do the same book so Hmm. um kudos to to him and his and his his buddies and i would definitely recommend supporting the book for sure Wow. I hope he doesn't have to rescan the art for the book because there's no way I'm going to part with that double page spread. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Oh, and then and maybe for an exorbitant yeah. price, I will. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, is make sure if you haven't already heard us talk about it, um, make sure you pick up a copy of Super Mag published by Chris <sighs> Bisser's Ad House Books. It's, uh, Super Mag is Jim Rugg's new project and uh, we talked about it at some length on the show a while back when Jim was kind enough to send us all digital preview copies. Um, but the uh, the the print edition is out and in my possession, and it looks fantastic. Cool. And uh, yeah, I think I know Marquez the answer to this. But did you get one of the thirty-three? I didn't, and I'm salty about this. I am salty, Chris Pitzer. Salty. I, uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to have one, and it they were gone quickly. I think Campbell has one. He does. <laughs> you're he sal- does. you're salty. Livid, you're livid, Sam. Livid, livid. Uh, well, you won't be livid because we'll all be back next week, same time, same channel, and we hope you're here to join us because without you, we're nothing. We love you. It's heavy. It is heavy. It is heavy. He's my brother. Bye. Go Blackhawks. I'm a daredevil. Call David. Yep. Go watch the rain. These. I'm the Blackhawks. Score, damn it. Later. Score.